Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. The podcast is presented by Elite Archery. I am currently shooting the Elite Remedy. I'm shooting the Result 36. I'm shooting the Encore. I'm also shooting the Encore. That's right. Oh, yeah. Encore Keep brothers Encore. Over there. That's right. right. Well, we're not on the team either, but we're we don't all need on team. team Elite, and that's what matters. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're a family. That's right. That's right. That's right. I had some questions in our working class bow hunters, bow hunters group on Facebook, and someone was asking about like the Cure or the Energy Thirty Two or like what bow yeah, I saw we that. like the most. And I think that I like the Cure a lot, but you know how there's like bows that stand out to you that you like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ritual Thirty Five, and I think the Remedy out of the box is one of those that. Yep. I'll probably talk about for a while, like the Ritual 35. Yep. Um, I think it's just that platform for me, a little bit I was, longer. I was definitely an E35 guy. I, I, I like the longer axle to axle. I'm and, surprised you didn't go Remedy then. Uh, you know what? I, I changed it up a little bit. Well, I went to the Cure and was shooting that, and I I killed three of them last year with that Cure and felt mm-hmm. really good. But So that's why I went a little bit shorter this year. Just And it seems a little bit lighter than the Cure. I don't know. Maybe oh. not, but... I'm really enjoying the Encore this year, but my go-to one was the Synergy. The Synergy, the Synergy I was like love that bow. That's going to be in like one of the like Bows Hall of Fame. Yep. That's a thing somewhere. I think, so. yeah. I think the Synergy will probably be Such like a smooth that. draw on that bow. You can. Well, it's what changed it for Elite, I think. I mean, yep. that whole E series did mm-hmm. kind of right. made them more. Um, people became aware very quickly. Yep. Um, but anyway, Elite Archery, we love them. You can use code WCB on really anything outdoor group products right. um, that works for Slick Trick Broadheads, Scott releases uh, Elite Archery. Uh, people ask about getting their kid or their wife into shooting the Ember. You can There's a ready-to-shoot package, a ready-to-hunt package, whatever they call it, and you can use code WCB and have it shipped to a local dealer so you're supporting a local dealer. I just mm-hmm. bought my wife one of those, and I've ordered three of them in since uh, for other uh, – wives of my buddies and nice. yeah they they're awesome really do you have it sent to your local dealer yeah yeah, yeah. that's ross. <laughs> ross is his local dealer <laughs> it works out good you you win twice brother i'm mean, honestly right. you're getting your best bang for your buck with those bows and they're such a i mean it's it's a 
such a wide range with those things. I mean, yep. yeah, that's that's the best all around package you can get. Yeah, I really love them, man. I'm, I feel passionate about elite bows, and you know, we like all bows, but we shoot elite, so yep. you don't like it. Eat shit. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the podcast is also brought to you by Big Time. Uh, super thankful to be a part of the Big Time family. That's right. We have a podcast. If you're listening to this one in real time, we have a podcast coming up with Big Time also in studio. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, as recording, that's later this week yet. Um, so we'll be back again putting in work. Uh, Big Time, you use code WCB2021. Right. Works on everything. Big Time right now, even the soil test kits. Um, Tune into the next episode. We're going to get into like the science of seed, I guess, as much as our idiot brains, wage brains can, can. handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As much as we can get into it. Um, also, spy point cameras. You guys got. So I want to ask you guys this because I'm excited to run spy points again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have like a two pack for well, on, I think 150 bucks for two cell Dang. cameras. It's insane. It's um, cheap. Do you guys have cameras out yet? Nope. I do okay. not. I got to be honest. I do. I, you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I normally wait. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have better results with seeing deer the longer I wait and the less I fuck around. Yeah. But I like I like running the trail cams in the summer, but I feel like if I don't go into the timber and I use them as like, uh, if I just put my cameras on the fringes. On the fringe, yep. I see way more deer. Yep. And I feel like less is more. That's why I always put mine on the fringe. I won't put, yeah. them, put them in the Never timber at all. Yeah, I stick to field edges for now. Yeah. I'm going in the timber. I have plans to go in the, in the timber one time. And that's to hang a stand. I might put a cell cam in deep. And tips when you're running spy points or really any cell cam, whatever you choose, uh, lithium batteries. Yep. And make sure like the firmware or software or whatever you want to call it on that camera is updated. updated and yeah. you should be in the money. Yeah. So a I'm good, a last a, week. A last good week SD July, card too. Good yeah. SD card. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. That's a good point. And I'm, you should I'm be a good. last week of July guy. I don't. I just that's just when I like to put them out. Over the years, I've ran a, I've ran a ton of cameras for a long time, and I felt like i was just changing batteries more than i was and pulling yeah. cards and yep well the, the, the i like cool to thing. do that middle to late july because if you've got a camera jacking up on you right you can get that week and a half or two week turnaround and figure out if we gotta get the fix bugs a camera out. Yeah. yeah whatever well that's and a good now, point too but spy point has a free plan 100 photos a nice. month for free so you can have that running like for people who don't can't run supplemental feed like us in illinois right. we can just run that on the free plan and then once we want to start changing things up or put a scrape or whatever up and then you can upgrade your plans and then you can also right now join the spy point insiders club and they're doing a bunch of giveaways mm-hmm. um, i think there's a truck involved in there and we're helping out with working with some other giveaways there for the the insider club giveaway so check it out spy point um also rogue ridge e-bikes uh i meant to have that thing at the studio for the buckstrom boys to break their collarbones out front on um <laughs> just <laughs> let it rain and just let them eat shit on the main yeah. road i'm getting that charged up for fourth of july weekend because uh, daddy's going to tear it up, and uh, I can't wait. Uh, and that's going to be actually, I might as well just put a spy point sticker on that Rogue Ridge and just call it my spy point runner because that's what I'm going to put all my truck cams out with. There you go. Hey, you got the basket on yours. Oh, yeah. Front and back. Fill that baby full of spy points. I got the, yeah, I got the regular rack. The rack on the back, but I got a basket up front, too. I'm going to put a milk crate on that motherfucker and haul all the My neighbors had a party this weekend. That was like the talk of the party. So I'm like, oh, let me go get my bike. And people are all cruising around on it and (laughs) shit. I thought you put a bunch of lining kugels in the front basket and rode it to town. I could. I I could. I bet you'd get a DUI on a Rogue Ridge. Oh, for sure. Oh, I don't know. You should try, Doug. I bet you you (laughs) You should try. (laughs) For for the sake of the show. 
All right. I bet you could fit Toto and your trail cameras in that front. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm pretty sure I can ride that baby at the speed limit right out front of the studio. I had that thing cruising, man. Yeah, you were hauling ass the one time. Dude, I'm going to hit like my neighbor's goat or something hauling down that gravel road on that motherfucker. I, <laughs> I Sorry was, about it. I had her top just over 30. Should yeah. have been staying in there. That's pretty good. I was hauling the mail. <laughs> Rogue Ridge. Get yourself one. <laughs> hey, they haven't said anything about our plugs. We genuinely love them. Like, it's fun. Uh, Scent Crusher, uh, you guys all know about Scent Crusher, Ozone Products, Old Barn Taxidermy. Um, Old Barn doesn't really play come into play a lot right now unless you have a deer on your way back, which uh, we have replicas getting made through Old Barn. Yep. Ross is getting some of his 200. You are mapping out the full mount for your 200 for your man cave. Yep, yep. Um, the Geyerbuck's going to be getting two replicas made of it. Um, I have a coyote there, last year's deer. So uh, for us, a lot to look forward to, but you guys need to be thinking about old barn for this fall yeah mm-hmm. that's right um if you haven't been there yet so old barn taxidermy we'll send some pictures of all of our mounts that we're getting back and yeah show you what, how thorough these guys are they're they're perfect yeah so. yeah they're amazing yeah. um doug were you gonna do a veteran shout out or is jeremy gonna rock it jeremy's gonna rock it all right here we'll get you guys both in you guys are both in jeremy from buckstorm hello Come on in. You got a vet shout out? Hey, how are you? Am I, am I just going to go right into it right well, now? Well, here, I'll say this. The vet shout out is brought to you by HHA USA. Um, HHA USA does a lot for veterans getting them back into archery and the outdoors. They're doing their, hell, I mean, over monthly 3D, 3D shoots right now yep. during the summer. They do a ton for veterans getting them back into archery. Um, it's a good thing. And then we forward all the veteran. If you make a veteran shout out, we forward their information to HHA USA and they send like a goodie package and all that. So. That is what all I got to say for the veteran shout out. Now the rest is yours. Perfect. Um, I was going to shout out my uncle. Uh, he just recently retired out of the Navy, 39 years. Uh, I believe he went overseas twice. I don't know a lot of the details, but he's a big hunter. So um, he's going to be doing lots of hunting now. He's retired and uh, hopefully he hears this. And- awesome. You better tell him and tell him his name. Oh, Gerard Walkers, Jay Walkers, 39 years, U.S. Navy. Awesome. 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 Nice, Thank man. you for your Thank service. You for service. Thank you. Thank you. How do you say you, his first name? Uh, his real name's Gerard. We go with Jay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks for and your I, service, Jay. I met Jay. We went out fishing in Connecticut. Great guy. Loves the outdoors. Die hard. Came out hunting in the hills. Yeah. And just a good, good guy. So awesome. Put his time in for sure. Hell yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. Got to appreciate that. It's cool whenever we can do a veteran shout out like that a guest has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No kidding. It just, I've been meaning to send it in, but... This works better. Hey, so. you, you drove yeah, out you here. I think it's, it's better than an email. And Doug can't read, so. Yeah, you helped me out a lot there. Doug was screwed up the name. It's, it's tough out here. <laughs> All right, let's get to the episode. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline.
Oh, well, there it is. See it? Two episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck would I be if I didn't? I got to change that button. Working Class Boner Podcast, episode 457. Buckstorm is in studio. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? How's it going, guys? Travis and Jeremy, what's up? You know what? This place, you guys did it right. Thanks, man. Thank it's you. awesome. You guys Thank are the you. first awesome. in-studio guests. So How's that feel? It was a long haul, but we're here. All yeah. the way from South Dakota, in studio. Yeah, thanks for having us in here, man. This is Yeah, we appreciate it. This is uh It took a unreal. lot to get you here, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A <laughs> yeah, little you just bit. had to buy a truck. I bought a truck from uh, <laughs> South Dakota, and they were kind enough to deliver. It, the timing was absolutely perfect. It, it worked, out, worked out real good. It worked out really good. Uh, let's go roundtable. Kurt Geyer, obviously, in the studio. Uh, Eric Common. Doug Schmidt. Ross Bigger. Travis mm-hmm. from Buckstorm. Jeremy Meyer. Buckstorm. Or Mayor, if you ask me. Meyer, Mayor, if you ask me. Mayor. Yeah. You a horse? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, in-studio. Glad you guys Hungry made one. it. I bought a truck through Buckstorm. They came out. We've been wanting to do an in-studio podcast with you guys for a long time. We've done a lot of camp episodes, mm-hmm. um, some elk camp episodes, uh, two years of antelope camp episodes, um, some phone interviews and stuff like that. So it's been a long time coming. So you guys uh, you guys are just holding out for us to like buy a place and build a studio. Yeah, we wanted you to grow a little bit and... <laughs> Right, get bigger and have a cool place for us to stay. <laughs> That's pretty smart. Right, right. Hey, you guys ain't staying here, right? We didn't, we didn't want to foot the bill for a hotel, so we waited to have a place. Well, I mean, <laughs> that makes the most sense. You guys really well uh, played. Might be the smartest people we've ever interviewed. <laughs> I don't know about that. You guys, you guys knew we were going to have a building and everything, huh? Eventually, yeah. So, for people who don't know, I mean, they should know if they followed like what we do. But what is Buckstorm? So basically, uh, we started Buckstorm. I don't even know eight. Eight years ago, we kind of had this idea. And, Eight years ago. Well, that's when it all began, I should say. But That's a haul. Yeah, so uh, like two years ago, we got serious about it and actually were like, okay, this might be more than the hobby and just started cranking out YouTube videos and content, essentially. So, you know, it, most mostly based in South Dakota, which we have lots of species to hunt there. So uh, we post a video every single week, which wasn't something we did initially. And it's kind of helped us grow, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. Consistency. Yeah, and we just try to keep it, like, real and relatable and uh, less produced, but still somewhat produced where it's easy to watch. And, yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. No, I didn't realize eight years. I mean, I, I thinking about it, like, going back to some of your guys' early videos, it looks like eight years, definitely with how young you guys <laughs> eight, looked. And Eight years ago was when – that's when I shot that three-yard muley. We filmed it. Yeah. And that's when it's, like – we should do this all the time because we were able to watch it over and over. Right. You can tell someone you shot a mule deer at three yards mm-hmm. all you want, and they're not going to believe you, but you're like, hey, I got a video. Right. So from that point is when we decided it's time to start filming everything, and then I don't know how many years after that we decided to. Right. That was kind of the kickoff then, that right. video. Yeah. And we kind of were like trying to play in the DVD game first, and that's like Well, that, that's what was hot back then, you know? Exactly, but it was kind of on the way it out. It was towards the end, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And there's still some people that pull it off, obviously. And Whitetail Adrenaline's like the only one. Right? Exactly. Nowadays. Right, but know. it's like, if that's where you got to watch it, you're going to watch it. And we've right. come right. a long Absolutely. way since then, so I mean, it, it was pretty rough at the beginning, but right. we still got those on our YouTube. How many views does that three-yard mule deer kill have? Like a shit ton, right? Mine's at like... hundred and Well, Jeremy's is at like... 90 something i don't even know Ninety thousand, and my wife's is at like 170 his, his wife one up to me like couple because it was only two yards after that <laughs> right right they say it <laughs> was only two, two yards. yards it was like six probably <laughs> yeah right well i mean you'll never details. know 
Right. Well, that's what's cool about, like, I like your guys' videos, and I probably sound like a broken record if people have heard the past Buckstorn episodes, but that's what I've always really liked about your guys' videos, because you're not trying, like, I'm not watching 10 minutes of B-roll to get to something, right? which B-roll has its place, and, you know, right. people do their thing, but I like to see how things are, if I'm interested in hunting mule deer in South Dakota, I will watch Buckstorm videos, and I'm getting ready to just pile in because I'm going mule deer hunting to just start watching all your guys' mule deer stuff. Because you can see the whole process. Yeah, but then I get, you can see how it is. Right. You know, you're not, like, thumbing through bullshit, clicking through YouTube videos, going, all right, come on. Yep, all right, what okay. led up to this? It's like... Right. It's not everybody's cup of tea the way we do it, but we're doing it. We're going to do well, it either way. So. Everyone's in a different mood at different times. Exactly. You know, if I want to watch like a vlog style show of a guy talking for 10 minutes and then showing two minutes of hunting, you sometimes I'm in the mood for that. Right. But most times I want to watch like to the point type videos that are cut, like kind of designed around a working class mindset on a lunch break. Right. I watch your guys' exactly. videos on lunch break all the time. Exactly. And that's yep. what it's perfect for. Yeah. We're not producing an hour long film. And I think really what got us going is like, Jeremy said when he shot that mule deer at three yards and we got a really good video of it and at the time we didn't even have the right equipment so the audio is garbage the video is all right but Everything the audio is terrible rough, but i don't but, think so i think you guys are underplaying a little bit yeah honestly. i think so too i mean that video is awesome here i'll pull it up i don't think and you so, guys but, start somewhere right? you know maybe we, I'm, <laughs> I'm biased because i look at it i was eight years ago that was the same exact day an hour before that, I found out I was having my first kid. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, the story. It's oh, great. Was awesome. Travis, I get it. I'm on the phone outside of the truck. Just found out that she's pregnant. Get in the truck and don't say a word to Travis. He didn't he tell goes, me. He goes, I spotted a buck. We went around, and that's what I snuck on and shot. Yep. But that video. <laughs> did, you tell him, did you tell him after you shot? No, it was I, I was young and like, oh, shit moment. He didn't you know? tell me for like two months. Oh, wow. And he didn't tell anyone else either. That's but hilarious. Still, still. but <laughs> it's really, the point of the story, story is that lit a fire. Like everybody, like you guys probably have something too that lit a fire to make you do this. Yeah. And that was like our fire starter. It no, was kind of smoldering right. and that set it full blaze. You just and, threw the ether on it with that one. Yep. yep. Yeah. It was like, if you, if we could do this again, we got to make sure we get it on video. Right. Right. And it's more just being able to relive it than anything. It's not like a bragging competition. It's it's like being able to relive it. Hopefully, somebody can learn something. God, it. look at you! You look so young there. So we <laughs> we got the video for everyone listening. We got the video pulled up in studio here. And there's times where we get we miss the shot or we get a real crappy video of the shot, but we still put it on there anyway mm-hmm. because right. that's how it is. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's freaking tough to video, right? Yep. No, I think it's great. It's, it's, this video is awesome. Three-yard shot archery mule deer, South Dakota. If you type that in on YouTube, you will find this video. Uh, you're 91,000 views. So, yeah, I, you guys uploaded this in 2015, or do you have to re-upload it all? That one was actually uploaded in 2015, just on our – we've we kind of merged our channel since then. So oh, it's gotcha. still Boy, awful. you're about to John Wayne him. Exactly. This actually oh. – I came back. I can't, can't – no one can see it, but – I, we had to loop around and come back on him again. Did you? And I think you might have been sleeping, but that's just details, and nobody needs to know that. <laughs> so long. He's taking a snooze. It's just real sneaky. Get closer to your mic there, Travis, uh, just because you're leaning away. You're good right there. Long story short, you might want to fast forward just a little bit because he's not about to shoot yet. 
There you go. That's the one. There you go. You oh, see your shadows, your shadows are so crazy John right there. Wayne and him. We had Look no, at the racks sitting there. We had no choice, but my hope was he would actually stand up when he saw our shadows and he right. could thump him right there. But oh, he's laying out like a dog right there with his legs straight out. He was looking the other way, so he never did see our shadows. Man, look at that. Can you imagine being that close? Oh, I didn't I didn't know how to aim. I know. Yeah, that's the thing. Look at Oh, man. He about come back at you, too. It went right through his shoulder blades, poked right into his heart. You yeah. smoked him. That is awesome, man. You guys got to get online and watch this video. It's, it's insane. Boom. Uh, good shot, man. That's a hard shot. That's probably harder than a 30 or 40 yard shot. Oh, yeah. You don't use your pin at that range. You're no. just looking. It was. It was. Look down the arrow. Look at that. For sure. That's buried down. Oh, yeah. You got blood gushing out the top like that. You're in the money. He went. How big How big a mule deer is that? Uh, he, was, he was scored one under, a little under 140. Really? Not a big one, but. That's awesome, man. Just but, a young pup. I'm not very picky when I spot. No, I mean, you're, you're doing I'm that, man. You're every time. The three mule, yard. <laughs> the mule deer you shot in uh, ca- uh, antelope camp, goat camp last year was almost like, identical to that. one. Yeah, yeah. I think they score right about the same. That, I, I would have shot that buck all day long. Oh man. yeah, for sure. So that, that one, it was like we hiked in two miles. Yeah, we yeah. worked our asses off for it. Shot it. Had to pack it out. It made. Plus, it was cool. Everybody was in camp. It was yeah, and oh, I, yeah, it, you know? it was cooler than shooting a twenty, thirty inch bigger deer. Mm-hmm. You know, over the hill from the road, it was there was there was an experience to it, and Absolutely. I'll never forget the suck that it to get it out to so, get it out. Right, right. A lot of times it was hot, dude. It, it, it was, was hot. going in. Travis was sick back at camp. Yeah, I I took a little nap and came and uh, provided some kill beers when you got back to the <laughs> he truck. sandwiches. He was like the wife of the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> normally you, ain't it? Yes. <laughs> before at least he we, knows, right? I want to dive more into some mule deer stuff here, but before we move on, you guys just added two new team members to Buckstorm. Yeah, so uh, we kind of have been diving in and we're like you know we have south dakota kind of covered and captured and that that transfers to lots of states that's what you're known for is south dakota based right and we hunt elsewhere too but we haven't been able to produce enough content to really get anywhere on our other states well actually at the nebraska show we hung out with colton and eric down there uh from kansas Mm -hmm. and they're just good dudes and they're both like farmers basically farmer yeah. rancher they grew up there they have like a little different perspective and they've been kind of getting into video and so we just were like hey let's let's team up a little bit just kind of produce some cross content and it's just kind of a cool little like spin on what we do yeah and i can kind of put my flip on it and just kind of put it together in a way that's easy to watch put yeah more absolutely. wood on the fire those dudes yeah. are super cool man they're, yeah, they're, yeah they're yeah. super awesome great yeah, guys super nice too I never thought about, and not that I'm saying this is, I think it's a great thing, but I never thought about, in my eyes, you guys adding, because, you know, everyone knows you guys, and then Austin plays a role, and I know you yep. guys have some other guys do, like, guest appearances, if you will, here and there, but, uh, right. like, it, everyone kind of knows you guys as being, like, so South Dakota-based, which I think is great, but that's kind of nice, because they're not, necess- they're Midwest, and technically South Dakota's the Midwest, but I don't consider it the Midwest. Right. Uh, do you guys? Well, I don't. for the you, longest you time I did... Like back when we started Buckstorm, actually the first time, uh, don't go there. We uh, we literally <laughs> named we named our DVD, DVD Midwest Smackdown, and this was no twelve kidding. years ago when I was Hell in yeah. college, and it was like Are you watch too much wrestling or what? Smackdown. It's, it's it was, on it YouTube. If anyone wants to laugh and critique, it's under a different channel. I think it's actually labeled Buckstorm Productions. The video still exists. Midwest Mac. You guys are under, Western under, South it's Dakota. It's under the YouTube Travis Teal. But the way South Dakota is, it's got the river going up the middle. 
you cross the river into the west side and you got like your western type hunting antelope mule deer elk and then you get into the black hills but if you you're on the east side of the river it's very similar to here not as many trees it's northern iowa it's it's farm country yeah it's northern iowa yeah essentially yeah yeah i i I agree through it yeah oh yeah east river south dakota is the midwest yep west river's not no that's kind of like the the divider yeah yeah it is it is but it's a it's a beautiful place to live because of all the opportunity it brings Absolutely. Absolutely. But but it's cool because you guys aren't really Midwest, like, you know, the Iowa, the Illinois, the Indiana, the Wisconsin, the Kentucky, the Minnesota. You guys have your own patch. And Kansas is like, it's Midwest, but it's not really Midwest like we're Midwest. Right. 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 You know, Kansas is, for us in Illinois and Iowa, like, Kansas Whitetail is like in the Whitetail. Uh, bucket list. Uh, it's in the Whitetail State Mount Rushmore. Yes, exactly. that's yep. an easy way to put it. Exactly. Yep. Not to be confused with our South Dakota talk. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying there. It's kind of like in your top five. If yeah. you were to Whitetail hunt somewhere, Kansas right. is in there. Top five state in the yeah. Midwest. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yep. Or just at, anywhere. Yeah, you're going to hunt sure. Whitetails anywhere. You know, hundred uh, percent. But I think you guys have kind of captured that niche of being in that in between area. That's the cool and, thing about it is is it is in between. You can go across the state, sit over crops, or similar to what you guys do, sit in a tree stand. But then you can go a couple hours and you're hunting mule deer, antelope, hunting yeah, hills. Yeah. We don't have the big mountains like Colorado does, but it's well. I think I always some... said ever since we all became friends and we started hunting out there with you guys, South Dakota is a really rad place to live if you like to bow hunt. Because I mean, your guys' trophy rooms are the perfect example on why because. I mean, I know in your basement, you got all your whitetails on one side and all your muleys on the other. And then you guys have elk and all antelope and all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, mountain lion, you name it. They're just about everything you can think about hunting. We can hunt in South Dakota. Now, some of them are harder to do, but we can do it. Right. 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 And we're also closer to going and like, doing you it. You say harder to do is like frequency of drawn tags. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. They're resident only with the small elk population and stuff. I mean, it can take 20 plus years to draw resident elk tags. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's not 20 like, years? Yeah, more than that in a lot of cases. But if you do it right, you can go every year. We go every single year. So, I mean. Like you go with someone. Everybody. Right. And that that's the cool thing about Buckstorm. Everybody, they draw a tag. They go type in South Dakota elk hunting on YouTube. We get pulled up. The first thing they do is send us a message. And if we're not doing anything, we're going hunting. Right. Because right. you, awesome. you, you're, you're offering your time. Exactly. Right. And so most so recently, let's talk about that, though, because that rolls yeah. into the next major like announcement, right? Like, Absolutely. Right, right. Big time. And uh, yeah, so this last year, we've actually been chasing it for probably close to a year and a half now. We obtained our federal guide permit so we can guide on U.S. Forest Service lands uh, in the Black Hills. So we're able to. Dang. What a damn process that is. is, is it hard? It's insane cost yeah. a lot of money and and they want to know absolutely they want to know down to like where you're camping you every can't little camp, camp there spot there's you're a stream at. but i mean they were cool through the whole process we were able to get it all taken care of and we got our permit so we were able to guide like these most of these hunts are basically once in a lifetime hunts mm-hmm. right so it's not like we're just like money hungry trying to go out and like take everybody's money it's more <laughs> we're trying to give everybody a hunt they'll remember because it's Literally, you draw an elk tag. If you're over like the age of forty, the next time you draw an elk tag, you'll be probably shooting out the window with a handicap permit if you're even oh. lucky enough to hunt. So, man, it's no kidding. The other side of it is these people message us, and we want to go to every, on every single hunt. Exactly, but we got real jobs, so we've had a tiny bit of backlash of people 
well, you're going to ruin the hunting in the hills and all this. Oh, well, really? We can't take off, uh, you know, that many weeks in a year and go hunting and not be able to pay ourselves or make a little bit of money. Right. Yeah, we, gotta we got to take care of our families, big kids, families, you know. Right. So we're doing it. The, the response we had for this, there was actually one person, but we're going to do it anyway. And nothing. And it's been, I don't know, years. You yeah, can, we've helped you lots of a, people out, and nothing's we've never, changing. People are never throwing charged kind of and, a fit about us guiding on the Black Hills, right? And but, by oh, people, just he in, means like one person, probably just people that. <laughs> there's others, but is, is it people that just know you personally and then are being mad haters about it? I don't know. It was he, he's. I don't no, know. It's it, mostly been fine. Like actually, most people are like sharing it and like these are your guys or like somebody comments anybody well, it, know a it guy. It would be different like, if like an elk hunt there was like an over the counter like bug tag in Illinois. That's right, the thing. We're right. showing these guys these spots. They don't have a reason to go there for another twenty, maybe thirty years. Right, right. Because exactly. after you draw your tag, I drew mine in twenty seventeen. I can't even apply for a elk year. rifle tag until the tenth year, and then after that tenth year, I'm still going to need. 10 years. Maybe 20 years of points. Oh, shit. So, like he said, I'll be shooting out the window by the time I get a tag. I didn't realize it was that difficult. Yeah, that's nuts. Yep. To there's draw not, the, there's tag. not the population to do it. And that's another thing in South Dakota. A lot of, not that it matters to anybody listening because they probably can't go. But the fact that it's hard to make get a tag is that it, it makes it that much better of a hunt. Right. right. Yeah. Because oh, there's more yeah. animals and yeah, less it's like, hunters. It's and, like watching yeah. elk hunting on TV when you go out there. And just to put it in perspective, like South Dakota, we ha- our elk population is somewhere between five and 7,000 elk. And I think Wyoming's knocking on 250,000 or close to 200,000. Oh, elk. really? So, like, you put that in perspective and it makes sense why it's so hard. Right. Yeah. Right. And right. They manage it for more of a trophy hunt and then they issue lots of cow tags to control the population and they're doing a good job of controlling everything. But yeah. Yeah. It just takes a while. There's, like, I think last year, what was it? 9,200. Don't quote me on that. Applicants applying for probably, I don't even know. No uh, kidding. 150 so, tag bull tags. So, so what? Jeez, 150. So, so what crazy. kind of hunts are you guys offering? I mean, how how does it work? Like, are you guys calling it Buckstorm Outfitting? Buckstorm? Yeah. What, what what were we going with? Yeah, so it's Buckstorm hunts. And Buckstorm hunts. Basically, uh, we actually offer deer hunts as well, and we do have some access to private places that we'll take our clients out on. Uh, kind of a tree stand, like mountain type whitetail hunt, yeah. and or mule deer. Um, in the case of deer hunts. And you never know, you could shoot either. I mean, the way the tags are in South Dakota, when you get archery tag, is it any deer tag, essentially? So, so you, can a shoot a, you can shoot a white tower mule deer on the same tag. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And then Damn. our elk hunts, uh, and we basically, it's all listed on our website, buckstormhunts.com. It kind of breaks it down a little better. But Is that a separate website from? Same website. Same oh, one. Same. When, we, when yep. we got, it worked out good because when we originally got that, domain name yeah it was the only one that's available was buckstorm hunts that was years ago right so it all <laughs> so crossed kind of oh nice worked out suppose, but... so people can hit you guys up like what's the best way they're like hey man i'd like to do a south dakota hunt like say i want to get my first yeah. mule deer and i'm from illinois or iowa and it's not that far right? absolutely yeah we got some options for sure and the non-resident as far as non-residents go we can do anything deer um currently and we're working to expand on that to hopefully offer some antelope and stuff in the future but as mm-hmm. far as elk and like bighorn sheep mountain goat those are all special long shot resident only draws so right. yeah right if you're looking to elk hunt 
you're not going to be able to elk hunt in South Dakota unless you want to move there and wait 20-some years. Don't do it. Just go to Colorado. <laughs> that's that's a harder wherever, long game than waiting know. for us to buy a studio to record in studio. <laughs> that's, right. Right. that's right. Don't hold your breath. Don't for hold sure. your breath. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so but, what would be the other loophole? Be like get married to somebody, like a, somebody that owns a reservation and then – Draw an elk tag that way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that own, I don't think they own it. Either. Yeah. If you shoot that us a message, we will go ahead. And we'll forward that to Austin, and he can answer that. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Austin since he's not yeah. here. So the other, the lost member of Buckstorm. Yeah. How's that work? He's not actually hunting on the reservation, though, right? No. Or, he he can. So there's the way that the reservation works. We love is you, Austin. A lot of it's Miss reservation you. land, mm-hmm. and reservation land you can only hunt with a reservation issued tag. So that's like tribal members only or a tribal member allocated draw or tag system where they're actually being guided by like a tribe member, essentially. Gotcha. Really good hunting out there. Um, that being said, there is some units that like kind of cross and there's deeded land that's privately owned, but it was deeded tribal land to start with. So they're able to hunt the same locations in certain occurrences Mm -hmm. she just gets to hunt first because the season reservation season usually opens prior to like the state season but with a deeded like on deeded land you can hunt with a normal tag for that unit in certain areas where it kind of crosses over it's all quite god that's confusing as hell yeah but it seems like it doesn't come into play a ton usually i mean it's more like they know they know what's going on there, but usually it's like you got to be a tribal member to really right. be in that situation, or you have to be using an outfitter of some sort, or marry so, one, like Kurt said. Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's what you call golden Indian tickets, <laughs> <laughs> like Willy Wonka. I gotta go find me, one, got gotta go one, find me one of them. You got one, dude. <laughs> Jesus, dude. If we all hit like a midlife crisis, I'm just gonna start poking around South Dakota alone. <laughs> Absolutely, just poking yeah, I might around. take a drive down there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, they're a great family too and i mean they're uh it's it's pretty cool i mean austin and their whole family i've been friends with all of them for ever i grew up with them went to high school together if you i'll say this austin does some great like recipe cooking how-to oh, stuff yeah. on he is YouTube. The meat master i'm telling you he is he had nice. the in elk camp brought all well hell in, in goat camp last yep. year brought all like all the good stuff in and yeah cool. good dude good you times. learn how to make deer brats Deer bacon. Deer bacon. That's probably one. The deer brat video was good. I was watching that. On our YouTube, Austin did him, and he is good at what he does. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. He's he's the meat master. He's not going to make it for you, so you better watch. He doesn't even give us any. You know. It's tough out here, man. It is. Well, he's got all that family to feed over there on the reservation. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. But this year, he actually, his dad drew a bull. You guys are like, get off that so. topic. <laughs> yeah, let's move off. Switch that's gears. A, that's a sore subject in our state. Kurt's going to say some shit he shouldn't. And, but no, the thing is, I wouldn't good. know. I couldn't. I didn't. I wasn't supposed to say that. That's what I'm new. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know do my hand. It's all good. So exciting stuff. New members. The outfit, Buckstorm Hunts. That's awesome, guys. That's yeah. awesome. I think that's cool that you guys are volunteering your time. I mean, really, because you guys enjoy it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But like you said, you're not selling. You're not going for quantity for dollar amount. You're going for uh, or quantity. You're going for quality in the hunt because, really, that's all there is. And but Because of what we did, we're going on a mountain goat hunt in South Dakota, which there's two tags with however many people that apply. Two tags total. Had we not done that, we probably never, ever go on that hunt so the whole nice. state there's two tags correct so what does that entail like how, wh- why and what's there's a really that down? 
really low population of mountain goats. Same goes to bighorn sheep, like last year when we went on that hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the uh, way, awesome video. Yep. Yeah, that was a fun one. That, that was, was the coolest hunt I've ever been. Probably the number one Besides in my Besides the ones so. with you, of course. Yeah, I, I knew Yeah, that. number three because I went hunting with you twice so far. So Okay, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck you. Doug. But yeah, long story short, it's like a <laughs> once in a thousand lifetime tag. Maybe more than that. Like Jeez. Most people will never hold that tag ever. The mountain goat. Or the big the horn. Big horn. Oh, the chances of one. being able to go on the hunt knowing someone that drew a tag is slim to none to begin with. In South Dakota, we're talking the yeah, big yeah. horn in South well, Dakota. Well, it's slim to none anywhere. Yeah, right. What? Yeah. Why is it so hard? Is it just because of population. the population of them? Yeah, yeah, and they're more disease prone, and the populations really fluctuate. So, mm-hmm. I big, mean, even big. states that are thriving, like it can go south in a very quick minute if oh, if disease hits or whatever. The, yeah, yeah. They're is just it, more susceptible. Domestic sheep cause a lot of problems. Yeah, there's with a them. lot of lot of uh, pneumonia getting. They say getting passed from domestic oh, no herds kidding. that are roaming in the mountains i don't know oh, shit. why do they let them, domestic herds roam in the mountains then well it's probably a controversy right yeah it's federal more, land yeah it's a big deal they're not, range. they're not roaming it's like private land somebody has sheep uh and they come in contact with them like they're just well that and they have grazing they have the grazing permits and yeah. almost every time they come in contact with the domestic sheep and i think even goats maybe can carry it too but they come in contact, they're pretty much guaranteed to get that pneumonia because it doesn't affect domestic sheep. They always carry it. Hmm. Well, as soon as they go back to the herd, it's game over. I mean, oh. it can level an entire, like, mountain range. Google Are you it. kidding? It's everywhere. And it's, so, can I say fuck domestic sheep? <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I mean, yeah, you can. Yeah, you, can. you just Absolutely. did. Well, I said it. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no, like, sheep farmers in the hills, so it's just <laughs> the guys that have a few. You know, it's like... It's not a major they, deal. Is, is it hobby farmers? Like, oh, I got some goats. Look at my fucking goats. Is it, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yes. Yeah, so yep. That's what's going oh, on. Oh, dude, fuck that. Yeah. Right? Am I, am I out of line? No. no. I realize, no. I realize no. that pigs were real sensitive to different diseases and everything i mean it takes a lot to keep a healthy pig mm-hmm. oh, i realize really? the sheep were the same way yep and on top of that predation like with mountain lions they've done multiple studies out there they'll call her like the the lambs when they're born and they have a super high mortality rate and they're able to cross match a bunch of that to mountain lion kills and they're basically oh, really? sitting ducks when they're New and they live in the high new. rocky country. <laughs> and there's you a know, lot of cats where we don't know what to do. A lot of new ones. <laughs> there's well, there's a lot of cats in the Black Hills. Yeah, yeah right. I can imagine. We can't hunt them with dogs there. So, <laughs> oh, really? the way we got to do it. What, what what's the reason for that? Sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions. There's too here. much. There there's a lot of public too many land goats in the Black Hills. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of public land in the Black Hills, but there's a lot of private intermixed between uh, there. Yeah. So you can't stop your dogs when they want to go bombing through private land. Uh, I think that's, that's the the reason for it. Yeah. yeah. But in the there's a certain place you can do dogs, but if we could do dogs in the part in the actual Black Hills, it would diminish the population to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the that quota would, hasn't been met in years. Because nope. you got to drive. Can a non-resident come and do a mountain lion hunt in South Dakota? Uh, as far as I know, no. But I know it's been in the talks. Right. Um, they need. I'd to. have to in look into it. In my opinion, they it, absolutely need to get some money into the state because there's just that yeah. many cats around. Well, you got to drive. You got to get up at two in the morning, drive roads in the middle of the night, find fresh tracks, and follow them. Which the mountain lions they live in the worst shit you can think of, mm-hmm. and you got to have snow to follow them. So it's going to suck. It's going to be slippery. You're going to be in rocks. Yep. You got to follow them and catch them. And they make like four to six miles a day, don't it's they? It's stupid. I mean, I've, I've followed sun up to sun down. I've followed one. And the next thing you know, you're it. tracking them. 
and you're doing a big loop and you're like, I've been here before. And then you find your tracks and their tracks are in your tracks. Uh-huh. Just watching your they ass. know you're there. Oh yeah, they're they're tracking you at this point. It's yeah. almost impossible without dogs. Yeah, I mean it's not impossible. A lot of, you need to have a lot of time. What, what are the of chances luck. of sitting and seeing a mountain lion in daylight? Uh, there's, I mean, they're pretty receptive <laughs> to calls. I actually called one in a couple of years ago. I don't really want Ooh, to talk about subject. it <laughs> because uh, the shot went a little bit south you know but <clears throat> long story short oh damn it's uh, tough out here it what is the hell kind of calls do you use just like goat calls <laughs> try that again let me hear it usually like just a fawn like distress or a mate, mate call or something but, where's yeah. kelby at yeah <laughs> did you guys hear the Great mountain story, lion story you guys heard I did, that yeah that was a very good call Isn't dude good if i would have heard that i would have shit my Guaranteed fucking you should hear dude. it in person it's way more terrifying in <laughs> yeah. person oh my god i would have shot at him too fuck yeah fuck yeah Dude, the way Trace is like, the question is, Kelby, how close were those bullets to you? Yeah. And, and I, yeah. Kelby's like, yeah, I was sitting on my horse. I'm like, how did your horse not lose its mind? <laughs> right, just bullets whizzing by that's, you. That's a good just horse. didn't give a shit. Yeah, he's like, I hid behind a tree as quick as I could. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah, the guys were talking. He's like, hey, he's packing a 45. Like, don't be in the open. Like, he said, I didn't know for sure, but I had a pretty good idea you was going to shoot. So. Wham, wham, wham. Three, three fast ones. I've never, I've never had an experience where I've had to shoot. No, yeah, what, but I don't, and I don't know if I would or not. And that's one thing. Yeah, like, I know what you're saying. You certain. see a Bigfoot in the woods? Are you shooting? Fuck. What no. if it's a person? <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> find guys... out. <laughs> you get me scared. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Hell <laughs> for that if you thought they were Bigfoot. Should have been an idiot. I'm gonna circle. I want to circle back around. Um, but I, I got some topics I want to get into. But uh, on this topic, um, the wife and I started watching alone. Oh, yeah. So I don't watch TV. Like, I don't watch really any movies. I don't really watch, like, a documentary I watch, but I don't watch, like, series or anything like that. Well, I was getting tattooed the other last week. My tattoo artist was like, dude, you don't watch alone? Like, that's right up your alley, you know? So I started watching it, and, uh, yeah, I'll take a beer, please, Doug. And uh, I just see, like, this guy's like, I didn't, the first night I started from season one, the guy's like, I didn't think I was going to be stalked because there's a bear. And he's like, I thought, are they supposed to be survival experts or are they normal people? It's not, they're, like, experts that do it for, like as a hobby most yeah, of the time. Okay, this guy should just hang it up, right? <laughs> Cuz he's like crying after one night and I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude." Like everyone's like scared of mountain lions and Kurt, shit. He's alone. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> so, have you guys been in a spot? Like is there bears in South Dakota? They're starting to like be they, more and more sightings every year. It yeah. seems like they're more they more pass through, but there's I mean, this year is there's been more sightings than I ever remember. Really? So they're there. They're like, around, you, but... So the question being is, like, do you guys ever worry, having lots of mountain lions in South Dakota, do you ever worry about getting attacked by a mountain lion? Does that ever cross your mind in the dark, or going deer hunting, doing Never. anything? No. No. As much time as we've spent out there, I mean, there's certain states where they are more aggressive. They're starving, mostly, right. like, California. southwest... <laughs> Like California, that's where you hear of your attacks. But they're pretty Eating elusive in general. They're all li- oh, they yeah. very elusive. I mean, it's hard to spot one, let alone we have one sneak up on you. Can I say they're trying to get out of there. Liberals? You can say whatever the fuck you want. If, yeah. they, hear, if they hear anybody, they're, they've exactly. already figured you out and they're gone. And what I always tell people is if they were, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're like an alpha predator. If they wanted to, it's oh, yeah. game over. You're like, done either way. You're done. But yeah. unless one's injured or anything, like, They'd be easy to hunt and kill if you're tracking them and they just charged you. You'd just sit there. Right. Like, you'd just keep following them until they came at you and you shoot them. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you right. shoot them. <laughs> I've tracked hundreds and I've seen maybe four 
missed one, killed one. And other than that, yeah. I mean, I've literally, you never see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew it's, up in the middle of the Black Hills. And in the whole entire time I lived there, I saw one. Oh, really? And the only time I've ever heard in is uh, something kind of sketchy happening is we had a buddy that was shed hunting. That was sketchy, actually. Yeah, I'll give and you that. he turned around. I saw this video. Did we show it? Yeah, to you? and it freaked me the There's, fuck out. It, it looked like a young cat, probably just curious. I saw this video too. Yeah. Did you? Coming, coming at him, and he was. It was like sneaking up on him, and he yelled yeah. at it, and it just sat there. But then it did like a double paw smack, and kind of coming at him, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was and a little then, sketchy, but it was a young, probably curious cat. But like he said, you're talking about the the one in Colorado or Utah where that's one's following that's that dude one. down the trail. Yeah. That one I, is th- scary. This was a, yeah. this was a different one, similar, but it didn't chase him. It was, it was a young, following him. I've seen yep. that same video you're talking about. Yeah. That was that was super sketchy. Yeah, I would have been, <laughs> been shooting. This wasn't quite that sketchy. Probably but, more than three shots, honestly. I mean, at one point, he I'm was from like me to Eric from our buddy, but he, which is... It was in like a Snapchat like, series, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yep. And uh, have he a just GoPro yelled at it. Was this a cell phone? He was holding his phone, Snapchatting. <laughs> well, he saw it and he it was like standing there and it kept coming. That's a good so, point. I'm listening, Travis. Po- yeah, no, you're good. Sorry, dude. <laughs> it's all good. He was basically like walking, shed hunting, and he heard something. He looks over. Here's this cat, and he's like, "Oh shit!" So he starts yelling at it. He has t- it won't leave, so he has time to get his phone out, and it's like coming at that point. It's like turning around when he starts videoing because it was already like as close as it's gonna be. And he's like yelling as loud as he can, screaming at it, basically like, "Get away! Get away! Whatever!" And uh it actually Straight takes off. off and it runs, but you get a good look at it. It's a younger cat. looked a little skinny. Probably just hungry, you know. Hadn't figured out hunting entirely. Right. Maybe a 40, 40 pound cat, something still, like that, okay. you know. But my still. house cat could fuck me up. Yeah, oh, me for sure. Remember yeah. that day we were talking about that? It's like you think about it, a piss off house cat, fuck you up. Oh, yeah. so what you know what saying what's... is your cat is mean. <laughs> that was what <laughs> today. Jeremy and Travis were at the house. Like, hey, is your cat nice or something? I was like, I, I don't know why. I like had to say, I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> still a cat. Like he's about to ball him. I'm like, yeah, it's nice, but it didn't sound too confident. Competitor or not? But, but, yeah. but I watch my cat move, and like from what I've seen in footage and like hunt videos and stuff of mountain lions, they're kind of like the same thing, just like 12 pounds versus, versus like 150 pounds. All yeah. cats are the Absolutely. same. They all make the same movements and everything. It's creepy. The, place we were, the places they go is crazy. When we were in Wyoming, uh, Kurt and I together two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was rolling down through, I don't remember we were retrieving one of the cat or, uh, uh, bears that somebody had shot. I went and took pictures, whatever. We were rolling back up through this ditch that I hadn't been through before, um, middle of the day. And there's oh, this it was big ch- old it was chances kill. It was chances kill. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. So chance killed, we went down took pictures and then came back. And as we were rolling up through this big ravine, there's this big, I mean, 10 foot circle of just hair looked like mule deer hair. I'm like, whoa, what the hell happened here? He goes, the guy goes, yeah, it was a cat kill. And I looked straight up, and there was a big old branch hanging right out over the top of this trail. Yeah. So from there on out, I was just looking up the whole way back, like, <laughs> some bitch don't be coming down. On <laughs> well, th- this is a good transition. She's going to pounce on you. Yeah. When, when I hunted Oregon uh, with one of the guides out there, the hunt we went on with Loophold, we were we were looking up in the rim rock for bedded muleys just below the rim rock because he said a lot of the big muley bucks are like, bed up there by themselves separate from all the other muleys and he said that makes them susceptible to lion kills because they're by themselves they're cornered back up against that rim rock on a cliff 
and the lions will get up in there and get them. So he said a lot of times hiking up in there, you'll find a lot of dead, really big muleys because they were by themselves because they were big and isolated themselves. And that's where yep. the cats always kill the bigger ones because they get up in that shit. Yep. Now, I don't know if that's true everywhere, but that's what this guy told me. Oh, I believe there. it. I mean, we've snuck on mule deer multiple times where you're able, like on a windy day, to get where like three, two, three yards, you know, and even in the hills, like we got above one here a couple years ago at like five yards. The mule deer and, always bed down with something in their back. Yep. yep. Yeah. Is it just, so let's talk about mule deer hunting because absolutely, um, it's kind of fitting. You guys live in mule deer country, obviously talking about buckstorm hunts and the three yard mule deer kill. Ross is fresh alpha mule deer kill from South Dakota last year. Yep. Um, so I'm going on my first Wyoming mule deer hunt. Um, I drew a badass fucking tag out there. I'm going out in September. I'm stoked. And I want to absorb as much mule deer knowledge as I can. Now, I know South Dakota and Wyoming can be much different country. I know somewhere in there, they're similar country. Right. But I don't know, is is our mule deer mule deer where they're at? Or I don't know how much experience you guys have out-of-state muley hunting. I know you've killed a lot of muleys, Travis, so... Throw me, throw mule deer shit at me. Yeah, so I mean, we do hunt a lot more prairie than we do like mountain and stuff, but we do hunt them in the hills, which I would say the hills is fairly similar to Wyoming on a smaller like scale. They're not as big a mountain ranges, but they're they act kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just not getting back into like these big canyons, and depending on where you're hunting in Wyoming, you might not be either. A lot of Wyoming is like Western South Dakota, more open country mule deer hunting. This is very canyon-type country mm-hmm. in the mountain we're going. Yeah, it's yep. very mountainous yep. canyons. So more than likely, you'll be spending way more time glassing than you will be hiking, walking, hunting. You know, I mean, yeah. that's you kill one with your binos, basically. I yeah. mean, that's where it's at. You kill them with spotting scope. We always say that scouting is worth more than hunting. You know, if mm-hmm. you can hunt seven days, scout four, hunt three, it's yeah one of those things that's... Uh, but a lot of stuff would transfer. I mean, there's definitely differences. I mean, anyone that has mule deer hunted high country in like Wyoming or whatever state, it's going to be f- substantially different than hunting. Like out on the prairie, there's still farm ground. There's still a lot of that. But these high country mule deer act completely different than that. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say it would really cross. It might a little bit out of the Black Hills. And that's a whole different story. And that's a tough hunt. I mean, in the Black Hills, there's some big mule deer. It takes like 10 years for a resident or non-resident uh, to draw on any deer tag in South Dakota. Ar- or not archery, I guess, necessarily. Archery, you can hunt them every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but rifle hunting them, uh, for example. In general or in the Black Hills? In the Black Hills. So, oh, really? Like, outside of that, um, kind of got off course there. But the uh, like in the Black Hills is kind of like hunting Wyoming to some retrospect, because you do spend a lot more time glassing in that higher country. They're harder to find big time. I mean, they're there, mm-hmm. but you don't see them. You know, I mean, right. until you pick it apart, unless you get lucky and stumble into when them. When does archery season start in the Black Hills? Uh, South Dakota, it's September 1 now. It is, so is Wyoming. That's Yep. So it's more similar than it used to be, because you used to not be able to hunt till like, fourth week of September. So Yeah, yeah. It's just a smaller mountain range more than anything, but... If and that's get, non-resident or resident. Starts yeah, September yep, one. Yep. If yep. you apply before April, April one, that's what I was thinking. Oh gosh, gotcha. I didn't. They, I they didn't recently, do that. They recently changed it. I didn't do that, and I got on the not the, the recently changed, and, and that's for public land. But you, I believe that you can still hunt. Yeah, you so, can apply like right now and get a 
non-resident. I applied for mine five days before I left. But private land only, right? And I got it. Great. Yeah, it was private land because it says it comes bold red print right on there, not for public land. Because yeah, I, private land, you're good. Yeah. Yep. And they we changed that private, due so. to like there's a few areas in South Dakota that get overpressured, especially by non-residents, just because they're kind of reputable areas. Mm-hmm. And well, everybody would flood there based on what other tags they drew. Gotcha. So they kind of make you do it up front because everybody was just coming in like, hey, I didn't draw Wyoming. Hey, I didn't draw Montana. I don't have a mule deer tag. Yeah, I'm just gonna go scoop up South Dakota tag, and I'm gonna go hunting. Right, and so they changed it just to kind of limit pressure, uh-huh. and it's made for a better hunt too. Um, it doesn't affect; it's a guaranteed tag if you apply on time. And then there's just certain areas you also need to access permit. Some mm-hmm. of them are limited access permits that you can apply for that you have a very good chance of getting as long as you don't miss the deadline. Others are guaranteed access permits you can virtually buy the day before the hunt. So gotcha. you just got to do your homework, really. I mean, you can't just, like, go in blind. Or We have people message us all the time. We try to help them out. I mean, we we like seeing people getting into the outdoors and just doing it right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. We try to do it right, so it's, it's fun to help them do it right, basically, instead mm-hmm. of just they go out there and they don't know the regs and they're hunting where they shouldn't be. And it's just, what's one of the, like, give me the top three tactics. you think that makes like a successful mule deer hunter in South Dakota or a successful mule deer hunter in general? Are you in Hilly or are you in the, this is for both you guys too. So yeah, anybody feel free to throw in. Yeah. I'd say I'm going to give more knowledge on like prairie hunting just cause I'm, I have more experience with it, but I mean, scouting obviously is huge. I mean, that's just goes untold, unsaid, but, uh, probably one of the biggest things in my opinion is like weather conditions and hunting the right weather conditions. Cause if you're hunting on like a bluebird calm day, it's hard to get close to one. I mean, it's just, it's almost impossible to get in tight to something when it's dead still out. You have to basically move like 0.0001 miles an hour. So I, I always like hunting windy days. You're going to get closer. You don't need to be able to shoot far, so the wind's not going to affect you too much. Mm -hmm. And positional, like if you're hunting an area and you don't, like if there's a lot of pressure there and you see an opportunity, I mean, maybe you want to give it a shot and you're not that confident that you're going to be able to get in there, fine. But if you bump that deer, just know that you're going to have a lot more trouble killing that deer in the coming days or coming weeks or coming months. You know, it just depends. You're going to throw them off their comfort zone if nobody else is there be patient wait for your opportunity wait for the right conditions make sure the wind's right um i mean a lot of it's common sense but i like hunting windy days and probably the number one thing is if you think you're going slow go 10 times slower oh really i mean we've had times we've sat on mule deer pretty much all day just, just to have it or what? i mean yeah exactly a lot of guys, so a lot of guys get excited and blow it, you know, trying to push it a little too yeah, hard. Yeah, they like what? just get up there, they draw, and they like walk over a hill really fast. It's like take yeah. your time, take half a step or a quarter of a step at a time, and glass for antler tips when you know you're in tight. Because a lot of times you get around a mule deer and you're like, wait, was he there or was he there? Because mm. everything looks the same from the other side, and you're yep. just trying to get a landmark. And I'll throw one thing in uh, yeah. from experience that I. Those little dugouts on in the hilly country, yeah, it's prairie, but there's some hills out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, from experience, the little dugouts that the cattle make—it's a cattle yep. pasture or the the deer are making them. Yep, We've got these little dugouts that they're 
they're laying down in. Little cut that, banks. Yeah, cut banks, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the time of day, too. If you get the wind in your face and you're good, the, the, if the sun's straight up, yep. they're hiding in those shadows. And as the sun keeps going, you might sit there for six hours. They'll move. They'll, they'll, get, they'll get up and they'll move, and they might move right into your lap. Yep, and so a lot of you just got to be patient. That's exactly what I shot. I shot mine out of a cutout in Nebraska. Yep, yep. And the one, the one thing I'll say about mule deer that a lot of people might not know is if you're sneaking on them and you do spook them and they take off, draw your bow because 99% of the time that mule deer is going to go around, 30, 40 yards, stop, and it's going to look at you. Mm-hmm. And there's your shot. Yep. A lot of people are going to spook it, get pissed. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And not draw your bow. But if you draw your bow, and it's, I, I believe it's the same everywhere. Yeah. It's just a mule deer thing to stop, turn around, and look what and the hell And turn broadside. Was. Exactly. I mean, they <laughs> give you the perfect shot. But you better be you good know? at 70. I, yeah. I remember <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you telling me that, Jeremy. When we, so when I killed my first antelope with you guys, the first antelope hunt, I was going the following week to Oregon to hunt. Yep. Um, it, was ri- it was rifle season, but you could archery hunt there, so, but their archery only season had ended. Everyone told me to bring my bow. Like, they're going to be pretty jumpy yep. because they've been chased around and all that. Um, I drew on one, and he uh, a doe busted me behind me. She uh, she got past me as I drew. She saw me, and the buck didn't know if it wasn't for that bitch, I would have probably shot him. But they were so pressured that they went like sixty yards, and then were up on top of a ridge. Then stopped and looked. They stopped yep. and looked, but yep. it it was like I feel like the pressure from the rifle season, the archery only season, all that just. They got 40 more yards out of their stop, and by then he was like 90 yards up right. on the mountain. They, they'd ran that play a lot. Oh, he ran that play a lot. <laughs> That's another thing is mule deer. It, I don't know how. And that outfit had been through there who knows how many fucking times. <laughs> oh, times. Right. I don't know how legit it is, but it seems like when you're stalking mule deer, you, you, you're you obviously going to go for you know a, a bigger buck. Well, when you're going in, there's always these little pockets of does or these little that you don't Spikes see and four corns that don't have any any idea they're, they're messengers they ruin it every fucking time oh yeah, yeah. it's always yeah. a little buck yeah. every we time sat, we sat on this great big one one day for six and a half hours straight and he was on the opposite hillside great big straight down ditch between us and it was about a 60 yard stretch between us but we couldn't didn't feel like shooting you can't shoot him laying down i mean he needed to make a move right the sun started moving he gets up, works his way straight down to the bottom, gets in the shadows, and lays back down. So we slide over the hill to him, and it's like straight down. We get within, which we had no idea at the time, but we got within about six yards of three little spike buck muleys. And they were laying just right underneath us. And I got right behind my buddy and had the camera. And I say, he goes, at the same time, we're both going to sit up. I'm going to go to full draw, and he's a lefty. He's going to go to full draw, and we're just going to sit up basically and i'm right behind him with a camera right over the shoulder and zap this big boy and uh we he goes a full draw we both lean up and these three little bucks just right in front Every of us <laughs> just scared the holy shit out of us they're like the you little bet. lookouts so they he, are. he run they out are. to about 105 and he ended up shooting right over his back but it was... that's how it was in nebraska we went to this one spot we didn't see shit all day and he's like oh i got the honey hole he's like we go this over this giant hemp field. I'm like a marijuana field. Well, hemp field. Yeah. Oh, hemp. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> oh, same thing. Sorry. But anyways, we were sitting there. I'm like, I don't see any deer near. He's like, just wait, just wait. I'm like, 
This spot sucks. <laughs> Fuck this guy. That they know all of a sudden, that sun starts going down just a little bit, and all of a sudden, just heads just start popping up everywhere. That's crazy. And there's like 40 deer out there. Yeah, they like, tore up that head. Then they like eating it and living in it. Oh, they're in bending it? it, and they don't hardly move off it because they'll just sit in there and eat it. It's and like shit. perfect cover. Probably smells good. Oh, yeah. It smells <laughs> amazing. <laughs> they Makes just, you feel good. Makes yeah. you feel funny. <laughs> well, that's why you get you get able to shoot one. It's moving all slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. That oh, you nimbly, did put an arrow in one. Now. <laughs> no, it, well, that was not the spot. But uh, oh, you, if you listen quietly, you right, just hear the Grateful the Dead blaring out of the hand. Right. <laughs> it's like damn, just in the background. They're having a good time. <laughs> Let them be, man. Just partying. Oh, I love it. No, that's peace cool. not war, man. What, what do you guys like better being in a mix of both, like Whitetail and Muley Country? What's what's cooler to you guys right now? I know it probably changes, right? I honestly, I like them say. both. It it's depends no, on what no, buck you, you got you, targeted. No, you got to you got to pick there one. Go. I'm gonna go mule deer because I hate sitting in a tree stand. You and I have talked about it. Yeah, but this year we're going to Kansas, so I'm gonna have to f- figure it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I uh, even after like coming down in our neck of the woods and seeing the country here, this like, makes me like, want to sit in a tree. I go. I'll probably go white tail. Absolutely, white tails. And I've hunted more than Jeremy has out of a tree stand. And I've hunted more like Eastern South Dakota than he has. And like, so I have a little different perspective. Black Hills, whitetail hunting can be very difficult. It's almost like hunting a subspecies of whitetail mm-hmm. that I would compare not to the level of coos deer, but kind of similar where they're real small bodied whitetail deer. I mean, like 150 inch deer is a slammer in the Black Hills. And they're little. Yeah. Their, but their bodies, are, bodies are a little, so yeah. they look even bigger. Right. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Dark yeah. chocolate horn deer. I mean, the genetics are still there, but that's just the genetics of the area. Yeah. I've always liked hunting that. It's just a different style it's hunt. Hard. Mountain whitetail hunts. It's not, you can't pattern them. They're not patternable. They don't have Dang. food plots to go to. They just do whatever the hell they want to do. You got, I mean, you got a little, now that they open the season, September one, you got a little bit of time while they're in velvet. That they're more like, patternable, but like it's big woods, a little bit patternable. They go anywhere. So, yeah. like, can you guys, like, your normal deer tag, can you hunt the Black Hills with that tag, or is that it's the Black yeah. Hills like a special tag? We can, with yeah. the archery tag, we can go anywhere in the state. Okay. Yep. Statewide. Now, now yeah, you just perfect. have to have an access permit for the Black Hills, which is guaranteed. You just have to go on them, and it's get free. It. It's free. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Nice. They only do really? that so they know how many people are actively hunting. Yeah. So that they can spot. watch right. it. Oh. Right. Oh. If Makes all sense. of a sudden there's 40,000 people hunting in the Black that's, Hills, that's the one they're going to control it. So It's to shoot with a bow. We've shot lots of good deer in the Black Hills with rifle, mm-hmm. but with a bow to shoot. But you killed a slammer last year in the hills, right? Was with, that... a, with a rifle. Yeah. yeah. But the, the goal is to get one with a bow, but they're so damn difficult to figure out in the hills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like, can a non-resident hunt the Black Hills also? Yep. Absolutely. On a yep. deer tag? Yep. Okay. Archery. Cool. With an, rifle, ac- with an access permit? Yep. 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 You just have to apply by April 1, and uh, you can actually hunt their rifle, too. You just have to make sure that you are applying every year. It's going to take a while to get your tag. But sure. It, yeah. Sure. And you can bow hunt with a rifle tag, so it can also be another bow tag. And in the Black oh, okay. Hills, I think they're actually, like, the what makes it difficult is I think they're actually semi-migratory. I've, this is weird, but I've read a bunch of studies on where they winter and what the white tails are yeah some of them are and some of them aren't according to these studies i've read so for one for one instance is we have a buck that it's a he's got a four or five inch drop tine oh yeah and we get pictures of him all summer but the second he loses his velvet he disappears well one year that's normal here though too we're like we're like seven eight miles away as the crow flies it's and he shows up on another trail camera oh really so we'd be sitting there hunting that buck 
and he's we Clear just by by hundred percent luck got another trail camp picture of him in this other spot we were looking for elk at. And for the longest time, we didn't look at it that close. We we're like, "Oh, that's a sweet buck. He's got a cool drop tie." And we only had a few pictures of him. Yeah, yeah. And we got to looking, and we're like, "Dude, that's the same, that's buck. The same buck." And three weeks ago, and didn't it was, put two and two together at first. Yeah. It wasn't quite that far, but it was still a long ways. It was four. I drew a line on Onyx. It was four point eight miles. I think you guys would be surprised so, though, because that's not too uncommon here. Like, really? yeah, I've, I've had the same thing. Velvet pictures all summer, and then turn around okay. and boom, they're clear over here. But now yeah. I've figured them out. And why I can't find, you know, why I can't find him during season. I thought he was here because he was here all summer, but he right. just went four miles that way. Yep. And then he turns around and comes back late season, and I can't find him late season. Dude, and I think just... they do weird things. I mean, like, they're all wild animals, right? They can do whatever they want. Yeah. But yeah. I think a lot change. Velvet comes off. Everybody kind of scatters for the most part. Right. Yep. And I think a lot of it has to do with, like, what are their deer? What food's here? What food's there? Yeah. What are their deer on other properties? Because, I mean... In Illinois, where we're at, in Iowa, the same. I just can, for the sake of this, the yep. same area. Um, like you said, Ross, like you have a typical 150 inch ten. Yep. He loses velvet. He might be five properties over that sure. as a crow flies could be five miles or yep. whatever. Right. Well, and that's... then you're like, man, I don't know what happened to this deer. I haven't seen him. Maybe he died. And then right. you find out after season, your neighbor <laughs> killed him or had pictures of him or whatever. Right. And but I've like, had oh, him shit. come back too. So hey, you had him in come summer, back. yeah. And then when late season gets gets in, and after ruts all over they go back they yep. go back to where they were and you had them all summer long or yeah. even velvet comes off they do their thing you're like what the hell scratching your head a little bit but you might have a buck show up mid yeah. late october and then you're like oh shit i don't i haven't had any pictures of him he just yep. moved in yep. he's there for a bit and then he's gone again come the rut things get unpredictable that's like my yep. mom's really muzzleloader buck he showed on trail camera we didn't know he showed up yet but mm-hmm. she shot him 172 inch 10 pointer Three days before that, he showed up on trail camera. And didn't have anything else. Never did any noise around. Some neighbor is pretty sad about that. What one time in October was that? Uh, October. Have you around the 18th, I believe. I have. I'm not going to get specific. Had the same thing with uh, that one buck. Um, Came in uh, about the same time. Mm -hmm. And he was out by November 3rd and somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. I've noticed a big thing, too, with the crop rotation. Like if we have on our farm, if we have beans or corn. And what your neighbors are doing too. And even if we have like beans on ours and the neighbors have beans or vice versa, it's a, there's a huge difference there also. Right. Yeah. You got an Instagram hunter next to you on your property and then all the deer will be pushed over on yours because he's trying to be on Instagram all the time in the woods showing how much scouting he's doing. (laughs) For sure. And uh, (laughs) Thanks, bud. Doug. I've noticed (laughs) Thanks, pal. At me, bro. (laughs) I'll send you the picture. At me, he's on your way. <laughs> Dang right. Well, I've noticed. So you got. Sorry, I've, Travis. I've cut a, you off. You're going to make a point. We're just got. That's okay. I just took a drink of beer. We good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. So Travis. I've gotten a little lick of what you guys do out there in South Dakota. I have two two different years. Uh, I'm making sound effects. Yeah, <laughs> hey, where's, where's your lick Perfect. thing? At? I don't have a lick. <laughs> I've been out there two different years. Yeah, and. All right, I'm not used to, I'm not used to my soundboard. We're I've been out there, there two we're, years. Yeah, we're getting there. I've been out there two years. And for me, never spotting and stalking and doing any of that, like that's that is the bomb. That, cool. That's fun. Oh, so man. you guys need to get out here and sit in the tree stand. Yeah, we're getting a little taste of it this year. So well, and I come been, on out, Illinois OTC. You bet. And only you, if I uh, kill your big ones. I've been to Kansas. <laughs> no easy. And I know Kansas is a little different, talk. but the area of Kansas that I actually hunt is looks fairly similar to this little less timber 
yeah. but similar like layout hilly big river bottom type creek bottom yeah um stuff and so i kind of get it and i've hunted a lot of eastern south dakota i went to college out there hunted archery hunted out there for four years and some change so i love it i like there's nothing better than being in a tree stand in november in big timber I mean, it's, something about it. See, I'm glad you know. understand that. This motherfucker over here don't understand it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's holding his nose up over there. He's like, that's stupid. You know, <laughs> he needs so to, he needs some so milk. Dumb. I gotta know what's over that next. Uh, I don't have my. I need. I don't have the. I need some milk. He needs some milk. He needs some, some milk. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You need to leave. Jerry loves milk. He's yeah. going with this year, and I think he'll be hooked. It'll, it might change. It'll we'll be. See. Uh, I'll let you know. It'll be good. Probably you know, I, here's the thing. Here's what I hope for you. I hope you just get, I hope you sit two days full. Like you're like, ah, the whole day. Yes. Or, yeah. or, you know, get some, get some, I gotta be able to go over the next hill. I want you to feel it. Oh, he's going to get out of yeah, the tree but, but and you, walk. This is where you're <laughs> off a little bit. If you know what's over there, that's cool. Like you've done your scouting, whatever. Right. But then what's cool about it is it could come over the hill at any time. Yeah, that's true. That's like the anticipation of it. Like you're waiting ready for they him to come over. They ain't the laying there in a little cutout just waiting on you to walk up. <laughs> yeah, white tails aren't doing that. They're coming to you. Sneak on them. Yeah. But, but Out there in your socks. I want you to have a little bit of like, I want you to have some hours then, but then have a good white tail buck come in at 15, 20 yards and the crisp leaves kicking through and you're like, Whew. And you get excited, and you draw back, and then it's just... And then he whiffs. I hope he whiffs. But what a hell of an experience, man. <laughs> I believe in you, Jeremy. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> hey, it might, it might change. If not, his hat slap hey, you. Listen, man. <laughs> I hope you kill one. And I hope you come back, and you're like... Are you guys both hunting on this trip? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. We both drew tags this year, so... Sweet. Hell yeah. I'm excited for it. That'll be cool. It's it's like for you coming out to South Dakota, it was totally new. Mm-hmm. So when I go out there, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. I think you'll I never, love it. I never spent a lot of time East River, South Dakota, bow hunting. Well, next time, yeah. tell Kurt to order a truck in the fall, so then you guys can bring it out then. Yeah, for know. next year. Maybe we'll get it on like the yeah. every fall plan. <laughs> you guys have something like that? At, I got kids uh, to feed, Kurt. Hey, I, we need to shout out the dealership. Yeah, so both Jeremy and I, we don't just do this full-time, obviously. Uh, we work at Liberty Chrysler Center in Rapid City, South Dakota at the Dodge Ram store. I'm sales manager there. Jeremy's one of our sales consultants there. I'm one of his minions. Yeah, Is it so. weird that I actually looked at it, your guys' lot on your... Before you came out to see if you got any shit on. <laughs> ever since I told no, people, any Rangers. Ever since I've been telling people I was buying a truck through you guys, because you can't get trucks in our area right now. No, everyone's like, "Where where'd you get that truck? Yeah, where'd you find a truck? Tell me you got the hookup." I, I said, drove through Mills last night. Not a single new truck on the lot. No wow. shit, nothing. Well, that'll lead me into this next point. So we do deliver stuff, <laughs> and uh, if anyone's listening to this. Uh, I'll let Jeremy take it from here. Use but. code WCB and get 15 grand <laughs> off your next order. <laughs> 15 well, shit grand. I'll use that right now. <laughs> Damn. 15%. <laughs> I so, like I like that. 15 bucks. We'll stick to 500 bucks no matter what. No questions asked. 500 bucks off, period. Use code WCB. We got you. So. Call Jeremy. Message me on Facebook. Jeremy Meyer. More bucks. You should probably just shout out your cell phone number because oh, everybody don't do that. Message us on Buckstorm. <laughs> don't put your phone number. I got enough warranty your Snapchat. calls as it is. Your cars. Here, hold on. I, I got it. I can give you the phone number. I will tell you, though. So I want to talk a little bit about trucks because I made a post 
on uh, the and here's I'm bringing up the working class bow hunters group again. Join our group. We're proud of it. It's fun there. We're in. Um, it. If you don't like inside jokes in the podcast, then don't when you're join. here, you're family. I love what I love about our group <laughs> or our podcast group. You get somebody that joined it, but does it even though it says a group brought to you by the working class bow hunter podcast and it's all chats about the podcast. You'll get one like just out of the loop boomer. What's all this fucking shit? And then he's reporting posts in the group and then i just end up deleting them I'm like you'll never get it you, you'll just never get it like yeah. if you're that removed you, you'll just have a good time you'll right. never get it but um i made a post in there about kind of what people use for their truck setups yeah that blew I up i saw that one yeah. well, i mean because it's such an important tool i think a truck exactly. isn't overlooked and not talked about enough on podcasts or videos and stuff like that is like what your hunting rig is because i live out of my truck from well, hell, not since we started doing Western shit, September or earlier until fucking season's over in January, you know? And I then, always live out of my truck. Go look at it right now. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Mess. It's full of shit, and you eat Casey's pizza, and you're, I mean, you're having a good time in your truck. You're having misery in your truck. You're driving, and you're- Got those on go going. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. You live out of the fucking thing. Yep. So- I had a Chevy Silverado with like the, it's like a double cab. So it's an extended cab with some bullshit half doors. Um, don't get me wrong. Love that truck. And <laughs> Don't worry. You guys will sell it. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, that. Anyone, Thanks uh, for taking that old, old truck. <laughs> but but skull. it's good for a single guy. Yeah. But you have kids, you need a car seat in that thing. Right. Um, yeah. But it, was, it wasn't a problem until I had to put car seat yep. in it. Other than that, it's a good truck. Um, you just got to turn that car seat sideways. So <laughs> yeah. It's like right there behind the driver's seat. I just put a ratchet strap around the thing and then just slid her through the, yeah. right did, did, did you, the door. Did you wiggle the strap and be like, yeah, that ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Don't worry. Going nowhere. Dad's, would, dad's good with a ratchet out. strap. <laughs> yeah. It's a dad thing. <laughs> that ain't going nowhere. But anyway, ever since that we started hunting with you guys and riding around in the Rams, I'm like, these trucks are designed... And I, I have no reason to plug Ram. I don't give a shit. Like, it's just right. they're good trucks for outdoor people. Kurt, oh, yeah. we're trying to get a sponsorship exactly. through the dealership right now. So. Yeah, easy. <laughs> Listen, I'm giving... Tippy like, toe. You know what? I don't need a sponsorship through the dealership. <laughs> I got Buckstorm. They are our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted a Ram ever since hunting out of your guys. It's like for the cab space and all yep. that. And actually, this sounds dumb. You don't realize it until you're like doing a lot of looking through a window. Like the cab height makes a big difference, and absolutely how you look through glass. Like you're trying to make it like antelope. You look, you're trying to spot shit from the road. Then you park and you make your move or whatever it may be. Yep. And it's just harder to do. And some of like the mid-sized trucks or even in my Chevy, just not as spacious. So that's why I wanted a Ram so bad. So that's what I end up getting. Yep. Yep. And like ride quality, I'm not plugging ram too much here like everybody makes a good truck this is his inner salesman but (laughs) but this is honest though like you guys drive these trucks i was a chevy guy forever and i had no reason to change from chevy other than i worked at a ram dealership so i'm like well i should probably drive a ram because i sell them you know but Mm -hmm. i liked my chevy pickup until i got my ram and realized that like the ride quality was just better like washboard gravel roads which we drive all the time just it's safer too i mean if you've got a family they just absorb it better because mm-hmm. they don't have leaf springs i mean that's the just of it so long story short i mean they do make a good truck and i think you're really gonna like that truck that you got i'm excited for cab space like i, I was gonna fly to wyoming for my mule deer hunt but i'm gonna drive now i'm thinking about doing so my post was about the decked drawer bed system so like yeah the two big right. drawers yep. but you still store shit on top so um I always like the idea of a topper, 
but I was scared of having a topper and then trying to get a whitetail buck or whatever in the back. Cause normally I'm loading deer by myself mm-hmm. yep. Yep. and it's been fine in my Chevy. Cause I kind of have a system. I get up close, get the head kind of up there, get in, I get on my belly, pull it up, get on my knees, pull it up, get the head in and then do one hard, like, Oh, those back hips are hard to yep. get in there. Yep. Yep. yep, the back hips because they fold underneath the tailgate. Yep. They catch every time. You every gotta, time. You got to get your rhythm. You get the ugga chugga, let it come back. Ugga chugga, ugga. <laughs> okay. And then the ram jam. And then it, yeah, the ram jam. Then it pulls over the tailgate. Then you, yeah, then you rely on the old bush light strength to, to bring you home. <laughs> that in like your fifth vertebra, like, uh, what do they call it? It's not your, your vertebrae. Spinal. Well. Your spinal. <laughs> Broke my back. Spinal. Spinal. <laughs> it just, it blows out. And then you hurt for like a week, but you got it in the back of your truck. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. Worth you don't it. have to climb a tree for Nailed like it. a week anyhow because you're tagged Yeah, you're done. Out, so. Right. Well, we got two buck tags in Illinois. What's up? Wow. So Get up there then. Right? Hey, back Suck saver right now, the luggage rack, you can just flop them right on there. See, and that's Strap the thing. So that was one of the recommendations because I wanted one of those decked bed systems. One of those guys posted a badass little rack that they put in their two-inch receiver yeah but here yeah but i don't want that on the back one because you got to trip over it, it to get in the back it, that it looks like shit Shin and two, when you pull a deer on there you advertise what you killed as you pull out of your property True i don't want to do that i wouldn't want to right. do that either but that seems pretty handy for shooting does i'll do it it's super <laughs> handy for shooting does but i don't i don't even want anybody knowing i'm in there shooting does on any yeah. of my ground you know like i took the stickers off my trucks because it's I don't, a different world here than it is out it's there. different That's dude crazy. because everything is owned by someone right mm-hmm. and it's more populated out here like smaller track ownership yeah, like where we're from yeah. like if you own three thousand acres and you ranch like that's, that's a, a small, small track yeah. like very right. small that is like the most massive track here exactly <laughs> like oh, like yeah. goddamn if you hunt you're like yeah i got a three thousand acre piece you got dude you there's you don't ever hear about that you're like no. okay. well and then two like 900 around, is huge right? around 900 fucking massive around here some people own three thousand acres but it's not a continuous piece like it is out west it's not huntable right yeah chunk 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 right right 40 acre chunks are but you know 40 acre pieces arguably are some of the better pieces because they're there's more predictable movement patterns like oh oh, too much almost is a motherfucker you all right russ I'm stretching my ass. I'm tired of sitting. So you got a kidney stone? What's going on? <laughs> you fixing something down there? I'm just got to stand up for a minute. He's I got you, the shitty chair. Blue cheese or what? Uh, but basically what I was getting to with the deck system and a topper is what I wanted for my setup. One, yep. your gear is safe out of the elements. But then how do you get a buck in by yourself with a topper and one of those deck systems? Those that de- oh, not much hard. room at all. Yeah, That's another no 12 inches to pull well, up. Well, I can exactly. add on that because I have a topper on my pickup. And, and I, a drawer system. And, well, I took the... I took the shelf out during hunting season. I, I left it in there during like antelope or any time I was cutting up a deer. And it's a little different. Like when we're hunting early season and stuff, we're usually hunting public land and we know we're cutting up the deer. Yeah. So you could dang near hunt out of a car if you wanted to because you're right. hiking in. Oh, you yeah, got right coolers. On. You yeah, got ice yeah. blocks. So it's a little different. But yeah, I did. Kurt, what's up? Start quartering your deer out. I loaded. I've been in some spots for about fucking half, you know. <laughs> right. And I loaded two deer the same day, pretty much by myself this fall, uh, when my wife and I were rifle hunting in Western South Dakota. I believe yeah, it. Probably. Something hey, like uh, that. By the way, Giants. Yeah, I mean. Decent. It was, it was all right. Decent. It was, <laughs> I wouldn't have shot him, but. Just made a shooter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be my first pedestal mount, so he was all Dude, right. Dude, how big a Mealy? 180. Cool. He looks bigger than that. He looks bigger. Oof, I, I, I thought, Oof, honestly, that. when I, because I was, I'm in the loop a little. Yeah. I thought high 90s. Yeah. Well, when I saw him on the hoof, 
like I'm usually pretty good at judging him, but I honestly I was like I know he's 180, but he could be 200. You know and what I love about this video? And I couldn't sleep that night, dude. What I love about that <laughs> video is like you shot him and didn't even go to recover him right away. No, because so long story short, nap. yeah, it was like <laughs> beat off and took a nap. <laughs> yes. Crank one out, like punch his clown him in the, the wife. Yeah, I got, I got to relax. I mean, Easy. we don't record the whole second. time, so shake <laughs> up weird. You were with your wife. Yeah, I was, and my dad actually. So we kind of that got weird. That got weird. No, 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 no. Stop. He wasn't there, but the only reason we were hunting is like we had some. We didn't have a babysitter. Yeah, and we're supposed to. We usually all three go out opening weekend. It's kind of like a tradition. And my dad stayed back. He offered to stay back, and he loves hunting. Like it's our tradition to go out opening weekend. But right. my wife had to work every weekend after that. She's a nurse, so it was like her only weekend to hunt. So he's like, "I'll stay back" because he knew that him and I would get back out. And we had no idea what was going to happen that morning. But we were done by like ten a.m. on opening day. You grab beers there, and we were back. Okay. So. Please, I don't care what you grab. Yingling? I'll, I'll have to have a Yingling. Okay. Yingling? I got to pee. So do I. Dealer's choice. <laughs> Split. Sword, sword fight? You guys a sword fight you, or what? Let's do it. Oh, dang. I wish My I money's on Eric. But basically... It's more efficient. One flush. Yes. Yes. <laughs> do it. We're listening, right, Travis. Two flushes. No, no, no. You're good. I don't care at all. The only reason I brought this up is because I loaded both those deer in my topper and pretty much by myself. And... Whitetails in South Dakota Quarter, are a little though, right? smaller. No, full. Oh. Because it was cold. I mean, we oh, didn't right. have any reason to cut them up that day. Because so you were able to, like, drive down to them? Uh, close. I mean, yeah, close enough where you could do it. And don't yeah. get me wrong, my wife still helped, but right. she's pretty small mm-hmm. gal. It's so, just different. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I can say the topper does kind of get in the way, especially on a, like a mule deer is probably comparable to, like, a body size of an Illinois whitetail, yeah, realistically. It, yeah. yeah. Because of like Western South Dakota whitetail doesn't get as big. Eastern South Dakota probably not too much smaller than what you guys are used to. But a little Western more grain South fed. Dakota, yeah, yeah, exactly. But we, Thanks, I got them in there, but it wasn't Thanks, easy. We'll just put it that way. Right. However, like everything in between, and if like where we're at when you're cutting up a deer, you you have all your gear. You can stack it so much higher. It's not blowing out. Like there's times. Yeah. Like turkey decoys and stuff are just sitting back there. We just leave them with the fan on, everything, you know, because there's no reason you don't need to mess with it. But that deck toolbox takes a little more out. But I've actually been looking for one myself because I think it'd be a sweet setup. A decked brand? Yeah. So here's my thing with them. And I wanted one because I like the fact that they make the foam inserts and you can put your bow down in them. And yep. then have the gear. Like, I want to be able to slide my pack in there, yeah. have um, a nice little archery clean. toolbox. It's all nice and clean with a topper. And then I can just pull my bow out. It's ready to go. I don't have to carry a case with me because it's cased. Mm-hmm. Um, and only you have to have it in a case or a zip tie around the string. You can't ride around the cab. Even on a bow? Yep. You cannot. Yeah. I don't, know why, be... I don't know how Iowa is, but you it's cannot. A, I think it's the same. I think you guys need a new governor, maybe. Uh, dude, it you doesn't think? fucking matter. It's, we're okay. fucked. I just Jeez. walked in, but what do you got to do with your bow? In Illinois, you cannot ride around with your bow not in a case or a zip tie counts. A you can put tie. a zip tie around the string. I don't know if you can get away with a release, like <clears throat> like strapped around the strings or not. So you got to have know. a zip tie around your bow. Zip tie is a bow case or it has to be cased. That's why I was saying the deck drawer system for the bed would be very valuable yeah. for us because... 
the bow goes in there. It's a, it's cased. Then. I hang my bow off the back of my seat, my headrest, <laughs> yeah, with my T and K bow sling. You guys are insane. And I, you just grab it, crazy. I grab it, throw it over my shoulder, and you go. Got, like the best. So you don't ride around with rifles next to you. We can't. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it you has can, to be cased, and you can have a rifle right shoddy. That's a problem. We can't. Have. Can't so, have that. We can't yeah. do it. But Red you're Bulls. not the only state. We don't either. have rifle season. There's so, lots of states true. that don't allow it. Like we got coyotes. Gotta yeah. be cased. I mean, I think Minnesota was that way. I don't know if they still not are, even a but, season. It's but just that, that's around. that's why those deck systems are attractive to me. But I was trying to think, and a lot of people threw this at me in the comments. Is like, well, get like a Harbor Freight winch. Or just get like a pulley system with a yep. sheet of plywood. There was a lot of good ideas on that pulley. Yeah, that and good. so I thought about maybe trying to hook something up where I can put like a two by six up in the front of the bed on top of the deck system and have like some sort of pulley system with like a boat winch. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rednecks in there that come up with shit. Yeah, I'll have to go through and like <laughs> make my own system. But so yeah. I somebody posted on that when you they had like the the real short roller like basically just a flat. It wasn't twelve inches tall like the decked. Mm-hmm. It was. It was real. It was a whole bed slide. The whole, yeah, the whole thing slid out. Yeah. There's a few Ameren engineers that I got to meet with all the time, meeting about services and everything else. It's, uh, they, they drop their tailgate and they pull that thing back. And some of them have toppers. Some of them don't. They just have like a bed cover Mm -hmm. and they'll pull the whole bed out. Well, that's like that, that tray that pulls out. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like a tray. A rolling tray. It's only like that tall. Yep. Yep. So I think four or five inches tall or whatever. I think if I were going to do anything, I, and I've looked at decked a lot, and I've actually had one. It'd be valuable for you with your business, though, too. It, it would be, but I've I've had one. My buddy has one. I had one for about two days, and I pulled it back out. A deck because, system? Yep, because it just I was going to buy it from the guy, and I put it in there, and just it wasn't it wasn't really fitting. I think I would go with more of one of those. If you don't have a topper, your bed's gone. You got to have a you got to have a topper, otherwise you're it, yeah you're right, it's gone. But I if I had a topper, I would go with decked. If I didn't have a topper, I'd go with this other one. And even if I did have a topper, I think for You're me talking personally, about the other one is in the, the the tray. The tray. Let's call it a tray. So I think I would go with a tray personally, a tray and a topper, and then I would have a tarp. So if I was pulling deer up in the back of that thing, I'd have a tarp out because most guys carpet that tray. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I have an idea. And then you could tray. use your regular bow case and the whole bed sliding out. So you throw oh. your bow in your bow case. Plus you have your antlers, your backpacks, all that stuff. You just pull it all out. And you can walk all the way around it. I like that. I, I'm thinking loading a deer by myself. That's how I, I typically, I don't have help when I load a buck in my truck or a, a doe or whatever it is. We need a mm-hmm. topper that pops up. It's got like shocks on it and you just stand that thing up <laughs> and get in the bed of your <laughs> truck. Awesome. It, is, it is harder to load a deer with now that Travis has the topper. It is harder to load a deer. What, what's your idea, Eric? Well, that little tray system. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a way you could like have it slide out and tilt. And tilt down to the ground, make and you ramp. can pull the deer up on there, and then just pick it up, and, and just then pick roll it up in. and roll it back in. There's got to be a way. Well, Eric just figured it out. Or I got some sort of boat winch and pulley just in the you two like, loops that. on the front of the bed. You wouldn't even need that. You just I have know to have saying. it hinge somehow where it goes down to the ground, where you can pull the deer up on the tray. Like you get up kind of in your bed a little bit, and no, up on the the whole tray slides out, goes down to the ground, so it's like a ramp. Yeah, so yeah, you pull Slide the deer, the deer up on the it. ramp. It'd have to be a shallow slope though to get it to stay there. Well, you'd have to attach it to it somehow. You yeah, tie a rope on it or hook it somehow. Right, and pick it up and slide it in. And then it's long enough that you got the leverage to lift, physically it. lift it up and slide it back. That's in. what a lot of people do with sheets of plywood. Right. Yeah, you could do it with that too. But so maybe that's the move if you have a be the tray where you can just yeah, and it I, rolls back in. Does the tray 
does the tray flat? Does it slide out or does it like? Can you can? I know it there's slides some, out. I think no, it slides out. It's, it's on, on ball bearings. It's I like mean, it it's like rolls. a drawer on your toolbox. I know there's some that have like a like if you have rocks in there, it's got like a crank. Oh yeah, and you can yeah. dump the rocks. Maybe that's the that maybe that's the move. Get to where it slides out, angles down, and you crank it the other way, and it gets the deer onto it. Then you lift it up and slide it back in. I don't know. I'm just. I thought it was a good topic since we were on the truck thing. Like, what setup do you have? But I don't know. I haven't decided. You got me thinking now. I'm still leaning on the deck system with a topper, but then I'm two grand in on a topper, and I'm thirteen hundred dollars in on a deck system. Yeah. Unless you talk about it enough, and they send you one. I would really love a deck system, and I'd probably even talk about it a little more if I got one for free. Amen. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> Or fucking whores. Are you out there decked? <laughs> decked anyone? Hey, where you at? Marketing Hello. rep at decked. Hello. Hey. Hey, listen. Is this thing we on? We got buttons. <laughs> Come we on. We got buttons. We got soundboard. Come on in. We just need a few. Just send me Hey, one, I'll take two. a picture. I promise. Just send us eight of them. Ain't nothing off your back. What's it cost you? 200 bucks to make one of them plastic pieces of shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, easy. Yeah, there, there it goes. There hey, it that's goes. a nice unit. Yeah, they you, go. they're gone. Get you a free one. Right they go. Just kidding. I'm sure they're really well built. I don't know until I have one. That's good. They good are. Point. They are really well built, and they can hold like 1,200 pounds or something. Like 2,000 pounds. 2,000. Yeah. Okay. So they can hold Eric. I got. I. Hey. I'm telling you. I. I think they're <laughs> awesome. I think they would be perfect with a topper, and a decoy, and your bow case, and everything in there, or your bow in the drawers. Yeah, that's what I like. I think about that's it. awesome, but it's after the kill. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, in my opinion, they would be perfect for on your way to a hunt. Right after the kill, that's that's where I have a problem. <clears throat> yeah, yep. agreed. Yep. My opinion. I think it would take um, anyone that's listening that has one that has done this. Let us know their reviews. There was a couple guys in there though that had the deck system and a topper, and he has a picture of him with his daughter of the buck laying in his bed on top of the system. He said, "Love it, love the setup." But he also didn't send you copies of his chiropractor bills either. Maybe he no, maybe he's got a setup to load them though. Maybe he's, maybe, maybe he there's a trick, you know. He probably actually just has Aflac. Aflac. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Probably he has that. What what? Uh, while we're on the truck topic, what's probably the bet? Like you guys probably see a lot of hunters come in and buy trucks, right? Is that oh yeah, yeah. A fairly common deal. Yeah, we actually have quite a few of our followers that come in and see us too, which is kind of neat. But really? yeah, they don't what? buy anything; they just come see you. Well, well, what's what's <laughs> the most sold you- like? Dodge or whatever pickup you guys sell, most model, um, the or most common model for hunters. Or certain accessory. Yeah, or certain model. accessory or whatever it may be. Like, what's the thing that wins people over? Probably, I mean, on the new side, I'd probably say like a Rebel, like a Ram Rebel, because it's geared for like more off-road, mud-type use, but it's not like a Raptor, like a the new Ram TRX. Like, it's not overkill. It's, it's kind of like a Laramie with the off-road kit this do they have oh, like is. the side boxes that fold up you can get those yeah that's, that's what uh jeremy that's number one the rebel and that, that's, that's number one that is number one huh the ram box the ram box that he just mentioned describe the ram box what is it it's a toolbox on the side of the bed that it's hard to explain it most people probably up. know what it yep. is but it flips up and they sell um inserts for it that you can put guns in fishing poles Yep. You don't want to what do I got to do to get one of those on my truck? Buy a new one next year. Okay, sick. We'll come back. Yeah. Can't See wait. you next fall. Yeah. The only negative with that is if you're running a topper, you can't run a topper with uh, one. Because like, it falls yeah, up. Yeah, that just doesn't work. I mean, but I, you can run a tuxedo or something, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. So that's a what? A tuxedo. A tunnel cover. A tuna uh, cover. It basically eliminates the need of a toolbox. 
Gotcha. Essentially. So the rebel comes with that? No, the rebel doesn't necessarily. I was saying rebel was probably like the number one new that we see hunters like. Just because of off-road package? Yeah, but the number one feature, which you can get on pretty much any trim level, no matter what. Like, if you don't want to spend as much money, you just get a more basic truck. You can still get those toolboxes on the side. The heated steering mm-hmm. wheel. So. And there's a lot of damn storage in those things. You found that out today. I, I, so this is the nicest truck I've even been around, like, or even like, you know, I've been around nicer trucks, of course, but like for the realm of me owning, it's insane. Like I'm so stoked. I just want to go drive it around right now. But the, the big win for me is like cab space for kids, of course, car seats and then hunting equipment. Like it, you know, I can put stuff in there when I go to Wyoming, even if I don't have a topper by then, if I decide not to spend the money and not to get the deck system, all my gear can go in in the cab behind my driver's seat. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, not to mention that when we go to trade shows, this yeah. truck's got a little more power than my other truck. It's a dude and cruiser. It's a dude <laughs> cruiser. Like, I, I fucked myself because now I'm the dude who has to drive. Yep. Yeah, it you was did. Doug. But he, he was. says that acting like he doesn't like it, but he, he likes I, it. I do like it, but that's... Why do, you, I mean? why do you think I bought shit boxes now? I, <laughs> I was that guy at one point, and I don't have to drive anywhere. Listen, it's all good. You were that guy for like three months. It's all like good. And you, and you trade it down. Hey, listen, I'm. You guys just got to call me daddy when I drive. <laughs> that's fine. That's Hell all, yeah, that's all I want to hear. It's like in high school when you like get your first car, no matter what it is. Whoever has like the biggest one, like their mom's minivan, yeah, is striking yeah. Oh, yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, because you can fit the most people in it. But if you have like a little regular cab pickup, you never have to drive. No, no. my no. kids are both getting like little regular. Yeah, that's a smart move. It's a smart move. No, you know, you know that's Ford a lie. Ranger. They're gonna have rebels. Yeah, they have two rebels parked in the front. <laughs> the money he makes, absolutely. Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, you guys are all screwed. You guys got I don't know twenty kids each or whatever the hell. I got four. I only have two twins, and they can share a vehicle because there's, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, they're twins. twins. They're gonna yeah. date the same girls anyway, so yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be my daughter so oh, far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're screwed. As long as they're paying for gas, I'm all right. I'm glad. <laughs> Shit, you, fuck. I'd say I'm glad you guys are far away, but I got Ross's boys, and then Chandler's Uh-oh. boys, and then hell, who kn- who knows whatever the hell Eric's gonna be squeezing out over here. Hey, you never know. <laughs> yeah, never know. I'm, I, we don't know what we're having yet for a second kid. We don't know for our first one. Yeah, so I'm saying you could have a boy and I have two girls and I'm like, God damn it, I gotta keep all these hellions away from my daughters. My boys hope you have a have a girl. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> and then one more after that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least you know where they're at when hey, they go somewhere. Hey, <laughs> listen, if my daughter's dating, she's dating for property. So just know that right. <laughs> Amen. Hey, you're gonna, you gotta share a lease with old brother Kurt. <laughs> I'll be sleeping in that man cave down there. Like, hey, listen, man. Yeah, you kinda screwed yourself there. Hey, you're you got Russ gonna have to give you a key. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, can I use the Ranger? I killed a deer over, and I don't want to put it on because I put a deck system in my truck, my back, <laughs> and a topper. Yeah, I got a topper. I put a, a deck system, system on with a two now cover. I don't know how to figure this out. Yeah. Hey, you know that two hundred rotation? Yeah, he's dead. Hey, yeah, I, put, I got a tuxedo on my truck, Ross. Can you help me out? Can I borrow your Ranger? I don't want to get blood in this thing. Hey, I hope you don't mind. I went in your kitchen and made a sandwich. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Listen, if it backfires on me there, it backfires on you later. Yeah, that's a fact. That's how it works. Yeah. Just know that. <laughs> hey, just remember you're paying for the weddings. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That's true. That's Damn. true. Yeah, that is a tough trade. Well, hey. Daddy's got to sell the Dodge to pay for a wedding. <laughs> I, I got a single cab Ranger. <laughs> how, how, many years, how many years of leases would a wedding pay for? A lot. Oh, boy. Quite a bit. Yep. 
Hopefully, you bo- your boys are simple minded. <laughs> oh, my daughter's smarter. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. Dude, you know, we joke about it, though, but fuck. That shit's crazy. And it's coming. It's coming. It's not that far away, man. Yeah. You blink, yep. it'll be here. Think when, yep. like, when you're, we were in high school not long ago. I know. You know, like, it's, it feels like yesterday. Yeah, when I, when I think, like, I'm like, holy cow, that was 12 years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, it then seems there like was yesterday. college, and now I've been at the same full time job for like eight years. Yeah. And it seems like it's been like a year and my kids were born yesterday and now they're three years old and terrorizing our house and the older you get the faster it goes and they ain't shitting. Peeing it, in the isn't it weird yard. when you're young? Like it feels like a long like a like a summer. Yeah. Felt like a, I remember like hitting yep. fourth of July and my summer I'd be like, Oh, I still got time left. I hated school yeah. with a passion. Yep. So I talked to my wife, I'm like, when our daughter starts going to school, you're gonna you're gonna have to take over that because I if my daughter doesn't want to go to school, I'm going to be like, don't go. <laughs> I call, I call, don't I call, go. I totally understand. Dude, I hated school so much. Hate. They'll just figure it out where they, your buddy calls you in as your old man. And then, dude, if my works. daughter's like, daddy, I don't want to go, I'll be like, all right, daddy's got you. Mommy's at work. She hey. doesn't need to know. I, I don't get a shams. shit. I don't care, man. Yeah. I, I, dude, fuck I'll, I'll call you in, dude, but I'm going hunting stuff. It, it's Once you hit fourth grade, it's pretty fucking pointless. Yeah, it's pretty pointless. Like you don't need to know math now. The internet exists. Yeah, you could add to a hundred. I mean, yeah, you're good. You're smart. You know how often I do math? Never. No. That's what calculators are for. Yeah, exactly. You ask me to do simple math. My brain just hits a traffic jam, dude. Just get on the Google machine. He'll tell you. She made Christmas. I, had to, I still ask my wife. Ask Alexa. She'll tell you anything. Yeah, you're good. You don't need anything. I think Doug's mustache could easily calculate like a math equation. Dude, that thing's doing calculus right now. (laughs) It's always thinking. If I had his mic turned up a little more, you'd be hearing math equations coming through that motherfucker. Like off of the hangover when he's just thinking of numbers. That's what it does. Yeah, when he's playing poker. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it does. You should probably be a card counter. Just scoring deer. Dude, yeah. the, the top of Doug's like mic filter, his his uh his screen filter there is white because his mustache has just cleaned it <laughs> the whole time when he talks. Oh no, and there's a little couple hair sticking out of there yeah, where he just loses one every like like just drops in there. <laughs> wire brush. <laughs> like a wire brush. Doug cleans well that <laughs> This is going downhill so fast. Cleaning, this is an in studio podcast, boys. We got a lot of this is, it. I think it's going uphill. But hey, hey, it's all I got no complaints. How you want to look at it. But it, it's I like how it like it goes into like trucks are an important tool. Oh, yep. absolutely. And, and something I don't think we've ever actually talked about on the podcast, like in more detail than that. Yep. And then I just spiraled down and talking about life in general because we live it. I mean, we're working class, right? We all have families and we're trying to yep. well, ma- maintain a day job. And then main, well, <laughs> you got kids somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck. I hope not. Uh, fuck. Damn. You'll see him at ATA show in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. That's a good looking mustache. <laughs> yeah. What are you, six? <laughs> it came out of the womb. Where are you from? Hell, you look just like Dale Earnhardt. Hell, you look just like me. What's your mom? <laughs> what pro staff she on? Yeesh. What duck hunt has yeah, she gone on the last say. three years? I think she bought six big time shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there it is. Shit fuck. <laughs> it's dark. It's a dark Where's Joe at? I got to talk to him. <laughs> Shots of Jameson. Oh, man, I love it. So no, I like the I like the mule deer talk, the tactics there because I had that coming up. So like that's where I'm geared. And like when I have a hunt, I see how I hard changed. When yeah. I have a hunt coming up, I always try to like gear my mindset for that. And what's good about having a family and, and all that stuff in a backyard, 
I'm now transferring it. Like my daughter wants to play outside. So I'll do, I'll get the ranger, pull the ranger around. Mom will come outside while I'll play, but I'll sl- start slinging arrows. And she's getting to the age where she can sling arrows with me here. Mm-hmm. But I can shoot, if I shoot every day, I don't have to shoot 100 arrows every single day. I can shoot 25 arrows, make them count more and more as I shoot, and then play time with the family. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Next day, 25 arrows, play time with the family. Then I'll get to the point where I don't go closer than 60 yards, 20 arrows, go play with the family. So that's how I'm going to start, like, basically coming in from this week on, that's how I'm going to start my archery hunt training, fight training, as I've been calling it. Um, because I this is a very coveted mule deer tag, and I'm stoked. So, and I'm going with some kill. Like, I'm going to learn a lot yep. with the guys I'm going with. You know, it's I'm going with Devin and Clint Casper out there. Oh, for sure. And, and that's like a whole different ball game than what we do. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, we're going to start doing it here once we get our kids grown up just a little bit. But yeah, yeah. It's definitely like I'm excited to see how it goes and like learn from your experience too, because that's what it's all about. Well, I, th- mm-hmm. I think I'm going to learn. Just basically in one hunt, I'm going to try and just be as as much as a sponge as absolutely possible because... That's what you got to do, too. Yeah, I mean, there's like basic hunting instincts, you know, from just having experience and hunting. But then there's things where... And I'm, I'm going to sit back and kind of like absorb kind of just the thought process for, through Devin and Clint. Like, where are they looking and why are they looking over there? Or like what, what mindset and how are they predicting the way I mean, you can't ever predict the wind, but how are they thinking the wind is going to act in hill country like that? Or mountain country, I guess is probably more accurate. Yeah. Like and that's how you, most times you learn a lot is just picking up on those little things that you can just tell like, okay, what's yeah. he doing over here? What's he doing over there? Where's he looking? Right. Yeah. Where's he looking? Why is he looking over there? What's his game plan coming into this time of the day, midday going in the afternoon. And I think that's probably why you guys get a kick out of doing all these hunts, like volunteering your time for people who have like these once in a lifetime tags or once every 30 year type tags, which is more basically once in a lifetime yep. right. because you guys are learning stuff that if guys just waited around for their 25 year tag, you're going in like, fuck. So when you guys draw these tags, you guys kind of already been there lots of times more right. than, I mean, is it fair to say you guys have done more hunts like that than probably anybody else in the state that's your, your age? Absolutely. I mean, our age, probably. There's some old timers that go every year and like, yeah. I mean, they probably know the Black Hills like five times better than us, but they're also like, they're older, they have Double more time, age. they're out there, they've lived there, they've seen the evolution, the change, everything. But right. But I'd say that we spend as much, if not way more time than 90% of them. And people go into it with a different mindset. You don't know what you're getting. Like Some of the people that apply for an elk tag are like, oh, it would be cool to hunt elk. Mm-hmm. Never seen an elk in their life. Yeah. yeah. And other people are like, they go out there every year and they like, they like to take pictures of them. They like to go hunting with their buddy. Like they always try to go and like, they doesn't matter where they live. They might live in Eastern South Dakota, but they actually know what they're doing. Cause they've hunted there. They've hunted Montana. They've hunted all over. They've been out there. So you right. can kind of make what you want of it. But if you don't prepare at all and you want a good <laughs> hunt, I mean, that's where we kind of come in and we just enjoy it and we can make a video of their hunt too. And just kind of show it off and it's great, be yeah. able to, and they're probably stoked because their hunt was videoed. Right. And more importantly, yeah. it's like they get to capture their memory and like they get back home. They're telling all their buddies because you can tell a story a hundred times, but you watch it once, you remember it forever. Yeah, so it's oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure. So 
Like we did, I don't, we've told this story plenty of times, but if people haven't heard it, the first time we met Jeremy was in Colorado doing an over-the-counter elk hunt. Like we talked and became buddies just through chatting like through the podcast and stuff, which is weird. But <laughs> it, 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 it's weird if when you say it like that, but it didn't no, it feel is. weird, you know? Like when my dad and I got in camp like a day or two before in Colorado, and like I remember my dad, we, we didn't really even feel weird about it. I'm like, nah, I know exactly what he's like. Meeting up with these random dudes in the hill. In yeah, the I mean, mountain. it sounds weird on the outside, but it didn't feel weird. But oh, it's like it, was, it never skipped the like when you talk that much, you know, back and forth. Yeah. Yep. You pick up a vibe. And it's funny because before that hunt, get a good vibe of you guys kind of knew that we talked, but you guys didn't yeah. know, no, because yeah. it's just like, there's people in the podcast that like Eric talks to that. Yeah. I don't really know what all that all, but they just like right. hit, hit up Eric and I don't really know him, but you talk to him all the time. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just the randomness of it. Yep. And then, which is cool. I'm grateful for it. That's all, what it's, hunting it's, does. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So like when we met up, it was just like, we were buddies. Like, I feel like I've known you guys forever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we kind of grew up together and all that. And I wasn't even there on the elk hunt. And then the following year we went on antelope hunt. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's always like the first, like you actually put a face to the name. Yeah. But like nothing was weird the whole time. It was just normal. Like yeah. you said, What's it up, was dude? like, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's like. Oh, yeah, I never actually met you before in person, but we've been talking forever, you know. Right, whatever. and that's how I exactly. felt in that antelope hunt. Yeah. Like, we never yeah. met each other in, in person, right. but first day we showed up, it seemed like we knew each other for years. Yeah, and I, and I, and I told I you guys that, too. day one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, well, and then, too, at the Nebraska show, I was telling, like, the rest of the guys, I'm like, oh, just wait. And it's like, it, without skipping a beat, it's, it's like, so oh, natural. what's up, fellas? How you guys been? Haven't seen you in a while. Oh, I've never seen you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we walked yeah. in the bar. I'd never seen you. We had tall boys right away. It's like, yeah, it is like, what it is. There, there, are, are, there are people. These guys yeah. all right. But, but what I was getting to Jeremy's was like, milk. we met on that experience. <laughs> At the bar. And then, I, <laughs> and then I learned from you guys elk hunting in Colorado. And then we had, I mean, an X factor of situation that came in with the fire and all right. that. But then, you know, learning to do antelope hunting through you. Like, I feel confident in antelope hunting now. Like, I feel like that I could go to Wyoming by myself on an antelope hunt and be like, okay, I have a general yep. idea of how this works yep. just through and absorbing. Even, even though we didn't, we had that, the fire, everyone can listen to the podcast. There was a fire that pretty much ruined our hunt. Yeah. But that first experience of going to the mountains made you realize what it's like, what you need to do to prepare, what you need to bring, what yeah. you need to. And that's a big mistake everybody makes, I think, is they watch something on TV and there's these big giant bulls and they find out what unit that was. And they're, they're building points for these units that might take 10 years. And then on that 10th year, when they get it, they're going elk hunting, they get out there, they have no idea what to expect. Right. No clue. Right. Where if you go to these over the counter units, yeah, whether you are successful or not over the counter is 10 times harder than a hard to draw unit. But you're, whether you see elk, get into elk, or kill an elk, you're learning things as you go. And like for you, that first step was learning what it's like to be there. Mm -hmm. Whether you can handle the high elevation, right. what you need to have with you. That's so, a different whole. It's a whole, a whole different world. Thing. Even for us, I mean, it was we're a little quite a bit higher than you guys. But yeah, we're like six hundred feet here. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> That's I a mean, thing. It's pretty rich. There's, there's things you need to learn before you get into. You yeah. save up ten years for those points. You go out there, don't know what the hell you're doing. Wake you're up real fast, right? But well, and our our most famous video probably came from Jeremy too. That we posted. <laughs> Fuck which one? Oh, the, 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 the tree there. That the, was a picture. The wooden wilderness dick. Yep. Yes. Yeah. No, it was a video. It I posted a video. that on. Uh, 
I might have got deleted off TikTok. I posted it on no, I posted it on our. Uh, it's still a reel on Instagram. I think I know it was on TikTok at one time. I heard it wasn't too far off. That's a real deal. Of your uh, that was, what you got going on? Let me find it. Hold on. We have so we we're hurt nose. This is the last day I missed what you said. Um, has four hundred and seventeen thousand views on uh, Instagram Reels. It's Jeremy bugling next to a giant wooden dick like, <laughs> right. in the back country of Colorado. That's we're, impressive that we someone took the ways. time. Dude, well, it's either that video or we did find out that Kurt cannot walk in water or over logs or anything. Yeah, apparently. That we found that good. out, too. I, yep. You know what it was? Not built for water. You got some weak-ass ankles. When you get out there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like I had weak ankles until we climbed Butthole Mountain three, four times. That mom. video you posted of the, just the random him, of him slipping every time. <laughs> Went all slow-mo. Oh, yeah, for the record, that was just before we found the wooden dick, and that was... The last day of the hunt, I was my ankles were blown dude, out, dude. It, it was it was rough. I mean, we it was did a, a tough lot country. Of, that hill that was right right behind camp. And my dad was with us the whole fucking time. He was killing it, dude. Yeah, he's fifty. Absolutely. He was fifty eight. No, he's fifty nine. He's just like those ain't my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Mom's side. <laughs> I, I'm chasing some. I'm chasing some Billy. Yeah, mom's side. I mother. I'm chasing Billy goats up the damn mountain. You and Austin were freaking flying up, but. But what I was getting is like I absorbed knowledge from watching you guys out in that country, right. and then in antelope country, and then now on this Wyoming hunt that I'm going to go on with these guys, and then I think you know I'm going to do an elk hunt next year in Wyoming. I already have a book with Trey, and I'm going to learn so much more. That's a guided hunt that I'm going to learn. I think years and years and years of knowledge crammed into a week, week and a half of hunting, and then I think after that. I'm going to try Like, maybe we should go back to where we went for over Absolutely. the counter and then all go together and do a camp. Like, yep. try and do a two-week camp, which is a long, tough fucking time. But tr- A lot of it's mental. A lot of it's You're mental, there. yeah. There was a guy that was with us there that yeah, gave yeah. us his water and bailed out because he couldn't handle it. Yeah, and it is, though. Like, if I, he was by himself, though, too. Yeah. Hey, it's watch tough. alone. What's that? Yeah. It's, I, a, mental, <laughs> it's a mental game. Hey, listen, dude. How much money do they get? It's like 100 grand or something. He's got to sustain. <laughs> you don't got to hunt an elk down and kill it. I'd, I'd kill ground squirrels. With yeah, I'd be Fuck just it. fine. We should probably do a South Dakota mule deer camp one of these years. Too. All in. Alone. All in. Alone. There's nothing better than camps. He, he, naked and afraid. I'm down for... <laughs> naked and afraid. <laughs> should have me this year. A naked and afraid mule deer camp. Listen, you can't... I don't know what kind of hunts you guys are selling, but I'm... <laughs> we got a whole other channel. <laughs> Next podcast. <laughs> Buckstorm XXX. <laughs> All jokes aside, we should seriously do a South Dakota mule deer camp because we have like now 25 that, years of knowledge or 20 plus yeah. years of knowledge. But that's October for us as non-residents. But that's fine. I mean, we're in. We can kill them. They that's don't pick before, up till mid late October. Before rifle season, you're good. Mm-hmm. All right. The yep. orange army comes out. And Doug, Doug just go this year. Hey, I got a random Hook thought. I wanted to say this earlier and I forgot, but you guys were talking about the river and how you can see muleys on one side and then there's more whiteys and other stuff on the other just kind of like a divider that's yeah, mm-hmm. there um we noticed that on our way out to wyoming there a couple of years ago we were driving through nebraska and we get almost to wyoming edge 40 miles out and there was no antelope whatsoever and then all of a sudden boom yep it was like there's a line right there and then there's there's antelope on the very western edge of nebraska and then Yep. We got into Wyoming, and holy smokes, they're everywhere. They yeah. know their place. Yeah. Know what the line <laughs> There's across. like a, a line that divides like the farm country from 
the prairie. Yeah. And that's where the different, you know, all of a sudden, boom, there's antelope. Like yeah. you said, it's crazy. Oh, it was nuts. I'm like, well, <laughs> why won't they go any farther east? Right. They just, exactly. they just know that's their place. Well, it's like their speed is their, like, escape mechanism. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't get me wrong, they have other senses, too, just like deer, scent, all of all of the things, sight. They, But antelope, they just know, like, hey, if I stay in the wide open and I don't like something, I can get away from it. Because yep. they're fast as fuck. And they yeah. will run forever and ever and ever well, I think you until can, they hit a fence. This is good because <laughs> the first stock Eric ever did on a big antelope, like yeah. the very first antelope we went after last year was a The stuck. biggest antelope of the trip. Yeah. yeah. And we get up there and like it should have worked. Like I was confident in our setup and he just never saw the decoy. And long story short he like kind of runs over the hill and i'm like i guess we can walk up there but i already know like just knowing what i know that when we get up there they're probably going to be like long gone and i remember we got up there and we get up there and you're like holy shit (laughs) and they were literally like about to cross the fence into the next section like eight miles away (laughs) i mean they were at least a mile from us they're freaking fast they're they're insane before we even popped over the hill they're already that far away antelope hold like i don't know what it is i'm i'm actually getting an antelope tattoo friday are you hell Uh yeah i was gonna get a ram tattoo like not because my truck don't go there with that i had to call (laughs) it before you guys said i was gonna get a traditional i just think they're cool like they look neat but i'm getting a traditional style antelope tattoo it's got to be one of the most I love it. frustrating things to hunt i i what i don't know what it is that i love them so much like i think one they're cool and they're different um but i just think they're fun as fuck to hunt yep and that is just from like we had a riot oh like, blast! you man. can blow a stock after like one after another and you will <laughs> and you do and it's yeah. it's fun still I, I mean and a good example is we went out on our own and we got in close on that one. Mm-hmm. Like that's how learning from you guys, we right. were able within the same week go out and successfully stock make one. a stock. It just right. comes down to the shot, you yep. know, and that's a whole nother ball hey, game. And if you if they're long ways out, you just flock shoot them. Flock shoot. Hey. <laughs> Take it from me. Pole. <laughs> no, Pole. I forgot about that. I, that's I was just joking. Were, I thought that's what you were referencing. I didn't no. I flock shot and I won. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, never, that hunt will kind go of. down. It's even more special now, like because of my dad's reaction right, now. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because my dad's like, "Holy shit, nice shot!" And I was like, "Dad, that was the wrong one." <laughs> he, was, he was all pumped. Like, damn, shot. he's like, "Damn, curse fucking." Good. I could tell because I think was it. Did me and you stay back? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we were standing by the fence and His Kirk comes, comes walking over the hill and I'm like, okay, he either missed or something but bizarre happened because I could just tell on his face when he came up, walking up over that hill. He's like, you guys are not going to believe what just fucking happened. I'm like, oh, boy, well, here so we go. my dad was going to shoot and we thought the antelope were going to cut around like this, uh, the bottom of like this hill, basically. Yep. It was like a pretty much a 90 degree hill. We thought they were going to run the bottom of it. And he was going to get like a 40-ish yard shot. Well, they didn't. They hung up. And there was, it was like, shoot now or don't shoot. So I drew back and let it go. And then it was a long enough shot. By the time I squeezed off and the arrow flew, everybody took off. And the one that was like 
20, maybe, I don't know, 20 yards to the left. Yeah, they're fast. Ran and caught my arrow mid-flight, and I rolled it like I shot it with a goddamn rifle. Interception! Dude, it, <laughs> yeah. it looked like I was like, if you would have put a guy off like split screen with a rifle and boom, hit one running, you would have think he shot it with a rifle. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't. People call it unethical, but it's those not. things were standing. Yeah. They knew something was weird. Yeah. But I had a decoy up. So they're like looking at the decoy, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, and people are going to call it unethical all they want. But I don't care now. Yeah, Antelope fuck are so goddamn fast. That's that's a perfect video to explain what can happen. <laughs> in and it's also a good one to learn from too, though. Like just to like realize, billion yeah, exactly, Game, right? <laughs> it, like anything can happen, and when you you just have to own it in hunting in general. Oh like, yeah, I mean. You could be shooting at the buck of your dreams in right here in your backyard in Illinois at 20 yards, and there's a doe that he's dogging five feet to the right, and you don't see the branch that's hanging there, and you catch the branch, your arrow ricochets into the doe. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, yep. it could happen. Yep. And, we it, and we ate good that night. And you have to Oh, we did eat good. That's right. Oh, yeah. Th- those tendies were veal. like stringy, that's man. That's what they call veal. Veal is veal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how often do you get a big buck and like... And this is, like, besides the fact of just, like, crazy shit happening. But, like, you get nervous or you hit a twig that wasn't there and you hit the thing. And, I mean, this is – I've never had this happen personally, but, like, it happens all the time. You hit the thing in the worst spot you could possibly hit it. And you're just, like, your heart just sinks down and you feel like – that's how I felt at first. But I could tell you were, and I'm the one who wants to crack jokes right away. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jeremy's just itching. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm not the asshole then. Oh, I think it took about – we quartered it out, packed it out, and we got to the truck, and it was like, here, Kurt, have a kill beer, you. And then it was just the shit storm of jokes. <laughs> you got to make, I mean, it happens to everybody. It was like but, an hour, and Jeremy's like, is it too soon? Let's <laughs> just start listen, cracking jokes. No, it was like 10 minutes. <laughs> jokes. Yeah, that's fair. Listen, though, I will tell you, was I bummed at the shot and for like the first 10 minutes? Yes. You were. You Once we got back to camp. We could tell your face as soon as you came Well, I think that's good because, I mean, if you weren't, like, that's kind of It'd be weird, weird right? right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. but that beats the shit out of coming home empty-handed. Hell it, yeah. True. No, you're right. It'd be weird if I was pumped about it, and it'd be weird if I wasn't upset about it. Yep. Yep. And you were uh, definitely, definitely upset. It was a little... And I think when you mentioned the group when you're aiming at a certain one and you hit a different one, I remember seeing the message like, you guys won't believe what fucking happened. (laughs) What what bummed me out about it more than the situation, because, you know, I'm also I'm a hunter, right? Like, I'm grateful that I got an animal no matter how. And I'm grateful that I didn't make an animal suffer because it was like (laughs) it did not. It it died fast. Um, (laughs) Did a cartwheel. It did a fucking cartwheel. Um but I get th- things do happen. What I was more concerned about is that I was going to tell that story and everyone was going to think that I was fucking lying about it. Yep. Right. That That's why I was like, no one will believe this story is so crazy that no one will believe the footage was filmed how it was filmed and no one will believe my story when I tell it. That's why I was mad. I'm like, this is so off the wall that people are going to automatically be like, you are full of shit. And that's yeah. exactly why we started filming. That's the same exact thing we said to each other after I shot that deer at three yards. And it's like not a single person is going to believe this happened. Or your goat, the one you hit bizarre. Yep, that yep. another thing hit it and it jumped the string, hit it in the back of the head, and died before it hit the ground. Yeah, and which it, oh, that's almost crazier. Do you think? To some extent, we yes. we talked about this on yeah, the camp yeah. episode, and I think that another thing that like a lot of people don't realize is just in general, if something goes wrong, like 
too many people just don't embrace it and like they don't own it or like you you get on like instagram or facebook or even on our youtube channel like we always have people commenting like oh gut shot gut shot gut shot it's like sure well, if you've Social never made a gut violent. shot, then you're not a serious bow hunter. Right. right. Because it happens to everybody. Yeah. No matter what. And I would rather gut shoot them than shoulder shoot them. Right. Right. Well, and that's when I miss that meal. They're going to die and they're not going to suffer. Where a deer's yep. going to limp around for a while right. on a shoulder shot. And you I miss that. that I miss that antelope on our trip and I was kicking myself in the ass. Like, I should not have missed that shot. And then Austin came over to me. He's like, don't worry, I missed like seven in the last seven years, so don't <laughs> yeah, worry yeah. about it. Yeah. But but I think what was hard to swallow about your miss, Eric, is because the it was the impossible stock. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we we got in on this thing, like it was in the money. And that's yeah. why that sucked. Right, right. If right. if we wouldn't have been in the money, you'd have been like, fuck, we'll get in on another one. You know? Like we pulled off the impossible stock. And we did for uh right. Monopoly and around there, just jumping bail to bail and everything. We made it in on this thing. I could not believe we made it in. No, like, I can't either. Dude, don't feel bad though. I mean, we, I've I've shit down my leg several times on a perfect opportunity and right. just oh, couldn't yeah. capitalize. Same. I mean, it's just well, that's why it's just one of those things. things where you just kick it. yourself in the ash. Like, God damn, I should have made that shot. But yeah. then in the end, you're like, well, no, I've been there a thousand times. It is what it, it is. That's right. That's it what makes bow hunting so fun, though, because if every time it was just a slam dunk, like you just lay up to them every single time, right? Wouldn't wouldn't even be fun. It wouldn't exactly. be fun, but it, it, what is fun is when you have trial and error, and then over time you learn a little more and you learn a little more, and then some hunts might seem like a layup, but in reality they're not really a layup. You've just practiced layups. You just know what you're doing. Yep. Yeah, you've just practiced layups right. all year long getting up to it, and you made your fucking layup. Right. Whereas before, you get nervous, and there's a crowd. Wa- it's like having a crowd watch you make yeah. a layup for 20 grand, and you might miss that layup because you're not used to the pressure of, the, of a fucking layup. And you do dumb shit. Yep. You know, you oh, I didn't tie my shoe, and you trip over before you can make your layup. Like, that, <laughs> like that's the type of thing that builds into a 170-inch bucket 20 yards. You forgot to look through your peep because you got so goddamn excited. Just squeeze it that's off. That's the whole the, point, though. Yeah. The whole, the, yeah. I mean, there's so much ex- excitement in shooting these big animals. They're so hard to get. I mean, you could walk up and shoot a domestic sheep all day long, but yeah, please, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was making a poke back at that. <laughs> Just keep the Velcro gloves away from Jeremy. Yeah. Hey, let's not get it. That's bonus content. Or you think? Or you think you? That's Patreon. Or you think you see antelope, but it's actually a guy that has full taxidermy antelope out there. Yeah. Shut up, that guy. Who is that guy? I don't know. I like him. Was that funny? Anyway, it's cool. We'll see him next time we go out there hunting. Back to your point too, though, Kurt. The that's one thing that I've always like. I think I've loved the most about bow hunting in general is no matter what, you're going to have experiences that you learn something from. You're going to have times where you're just like, I cannot believe I didn't capitalize. Yeah. But redemption's by far the biggest reward in bow. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. It's the best. I mean, it could be a 140 inch deer that's like an eight year old that's like shrunk up and whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It could it could be a 110 inch deer that that you just wanted to kill. Right. But like you, happy or whatever. you blew a stock and you went back and you got redemption and yep. Yep. that's by far the biggest reward in my book. Hundred percent. Well, I mean, even just 1, redemption percent. is in like you miss whatever you you stuck it out and yeah you got it done and exactly. that's the thing. Like there's I think too many people that, where you're like I'm hanging it up I'm done. That's a thing I, you hear a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah, I hear yeah. it less now that more of the people I'm around are experienced hunters, but you see it online now. That's like saying I'm not going to drink anymore. 
Hey guys, want to take a quick second to talk about Thermoseat. We have a code for you if you've been wanting to get into your very own Thermoseat, uh, whether it is like the D-Wedge or tree stand replacement seat. Code WCTS saves you some coin at Thermoseat.com. It's a true, I always called it American Heritage hunting company. Right, they've been around forever. I mean, like the 80s. Right. But you can get their shit anywhere. Or, right. We even have our own. We have it on our own website. Yep. It has the working class logo. Looks good. On the Thermoseat traditional Feels series. Workingclassboner.com. You can get it there. Check out Thermoseat. Um, also, HHA, code WCB15 at HHA.com. Uh, single point, single pin sites, drop away rests, stabilizer setups, all back to the lifetime warranty. They support our veterans, um, especially with HHA USA. Mm-hmm. Um, all around kick-ass company. We've been partners with them for a real long time. Um, also, Victory Archery. Uh, I'm shooting the RIP TKOs. This is like a reoccurring question pretty frequently right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go around. Rip TKOs for me. Uh, VAP SSs. VAP Going SSs. Into moose hunt. Getting ready. Yep. yep. Heavy hitters. And I'm yep. shooting the extortions. Extortions. I, we weighed the VAP SSs versus my RIP TKOs with the 75 grain insert, outsert, whatever you call it. Yep. Um, you get, you were like maybe 60 grains, something like that, I heavier. 60 or take. grains heavier. Yep. Yeah. But so. You know, if you listen to the podcast we did with Victory uh, with Nate Watts, he breaks down all these arrows. So mm-hmm. I see in the working class bow hunters group that we have on Facebook, a lot of arrow questions are coming up with about Victory and all that. Um, check out that episode we just did. Um, yep. It's not far down the feed. Um, and I was at Bass Pro yesterday. Bass Pro does carry Victory arrows for people wondering. Nice. Um, or ask your local dealer. Um, they basically, they don't do it direct to consumer. You have to get it through a dealer. Yep. Um, so, which is good because that helps local shops. Or mm-hmm. if you don't have a local shop, Bass Pro is the next best thing. Yep. Um, so, Victory Archery, which your your private shops would carry the high end arrows. I'm sure Bass Pro doesn't carry the big big dogs. Yeah, I would assume that they're more pleasing the masses rather than yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. That specialty stuff's hard to find. We Austin and I ordered those arrows, those VAP SSs, and we had to search for them. Where did you guys end up ordering them from? It was a it was a bow shop out west somewhere that had them had two dozen and we bought the two dozen they had well i'm sure they're thankful for your business <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome um also new partner which we're proud of this kind of fits in a way outside the hunting industry uh isotunes um isotunes.com so if you're unfamiliar with isotunes it's basically hearing protection and you can listen to music or podcasts on the fly that's so right. if you're a working class eric right here can speak from this probably more than anybody right now Just- oh yeah i've used a set of them i had a set of deer when i worked there and they're like hearing protection they are whatever you and si certified whatever for hearing protection but they're also headphones as, as well yeah it bluetooth so you can you can get a set of these hey, listen you didn't hear this from me and i know my boss listens sometimes but <laughs> just sh- sh- shut your ears for a minute put your isotunes on you can you can make it look like you're protecting your ears at work, and you could be listening to our podcast while you're working. That's right, the whole time. boom, the whole time. <laughs> you can listen to our sweet, sweet voices whispering sweet nothings in your ear all day at work. Twelve hours a day. You like um, that? Check out the Isotunes Link Aware. It looks like over the ear hearing protection. So say you're up on a you're an electrician, Ross, mm-hmm. and you're up on a scissor lift. You're up high. Not everybody can see what you're doing. You're just jamming to some tunes or the podcast. Nobody needs to know. It's your little secret between you and Isotunes and us. <laughs> just um, out there dancing, look like a lunatic, but you're actually just rocking out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, we got your back. Isotunes, there it is. Uh, so that's pretty cool. We're, we're pretty proud of that, and I'm going to use the shit out of them. Of course, not at work. Mowing. Pro- more mowing. Yeah. and you Yard know, work. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Definitely not Definitely at work. Definitely not at work. Definitely not. But if I were, if I wanted to, I could. I, I will wink. I'll wear them at work oh, for sure. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wink. 
Uh, the podcast also, uh, this episode is brought to you by Sumner Point Beef. So this is kind of a different uh, ad for us and partner for us, but they are a local business to us. And what it is is you've all heard of like the butcher box clubs and different mm-hmm. companies that do that, that ship you out meat. Well, this is, this is the off season for us. So if you're a terrible hunter, um, Hey, shout out to you, or you're just waiting on that huge buck. You keep telling everybody that and that's why you didn't kill anything. And, or your wife is just kind of a prude. Um, and <laughs> listen, all right, I'm we're not down. judging. We're not judging. Um, but basically like beef steaks are delicious. It's summertime you're grilling or you're having a party and you don't want to like, grill up all those good elk steaks or deer steaks you had uh you can go to sumnerpointbeef.com and what they do is they have different sampler boxes and different types of boxes that you can get and order your steaks and your ground beef and all that's a family-owned company um they ribeyes you name it um ground beef box beef patties pack uh family dinner box sampler box the griller box um and you can use code wcb at sumnerpointbeef.com and save yourself some money um, let's just go through the sampler box. I mean, you got ground beef, flame and young ribeyes and New York strips all on this. And it ships right to your door in a package. You order it straight to you. Local farmers that are doing it the right way. This isn't, this isn't your inner city grass fed, all organic massage beef. This is real American <laughs> farmers giving you real American meat. So you <laughs> can American up. beef right here. Yeah. Take it or don't. But just saying, if you do, you're supporting a good company. Uh, it's just awesome. They're local. They reached out to us. We said, hell yeah, let's do it. Don't hurt to try it. We like to help our area. And uh, man, we might grill some uh, ribeyes tonight. I mean, who oh. doesn't love a good ribeye? Dude, I'm telling you, it's all good. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> All right, back to the episode. It's like, hey, listen, we know you're not. Like, yeah, <laughs> we know you're not going to give it a couple days. Day. You can't quit forever. But it's also a lot of guys that complain. I mean, you get on hard times. Like maybe your ground sucks. Like that stuff is you know a factor outside of maybe what you got going on. Right. But um, I think a lot of guys that are inexperienced end up shooting themselves on their own foot, like over pressure, mm-hmm. checking their trail camera every couple of days, and then they, they just get frustrated with, um, basically coming back on themselves with the situation. I don't mm-hmm. know, but. Bow hunting's hard, man. Oh, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Not Trail. producing. Everybody wants to be a part of the crowd. And then when everybody starts, especially when November hits or October, November, whatever starts hitting, everybody's posting pictures. You see all these hero shots popping up left and right. Like, Feeling the pressure. Yep. This yep. guy killed. I ain't killed. That what, buck you know? fever pressure hits you. <clears throat> well, Ross, you're a perfect guy in. to talk to about this because you're a guy that'll sit and watch some giant whitetails walk oh, by. Dude. So I got on this, I started with you guys a few years back and I was on a roll there for a while, killing some big ones. And then shit, 16 was the last one I killed. And it wasn't until this past year, fall of 20 before I was able to, and then I had the best damn year of my life. I killed three deer. I killed one, one muley in South Dakota and two white tails back at home. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. but boy, it was tough years before that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just, but you're just all, part of it, you, and yeah. you got to be okay with just not having, to, not getting to put your picture up on Instagram or Facebook and look for all those likes and whatever else. Just, just do your thing. To me, well, that's what I was doing. Now, yeah, I was, I was sitting there like, son of a bitch, I just want to kill something. I want to, I want to post something. And I had a chance. And it's not because it, you want to post it; you get the itch because you want to be, you want to. Well, something. I just want to. Yeah, but I, it I is nice. The social media part is a social bonus. media is fun, but don't get sucked into it near as much as just enjoying your hunt. And I think that's the right a problem thing. with uh, I hate the term adult onset hunter. That's a problem with a lot of that too. They get sucked into the social media mm-hmm. thing, 
and you got two year, three year hunters giving advice all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is where this is a problem. Yep. You, you got to just swallow your pride and back off and just make, make the right decisions whether you want to. I mean, I passed a lot of really nice deer and it sucks to pass them, but I know as soon as I kill it and walk up on it, I'm going to be like, damn it. Yep. Yeah. Another year, another two, that would have been a stud. I, I'm going to say this. I have some, you know, I get in moods where like you like a whitetail, kind of what you're saying, Travis. You like a whitetail, you like an animal that comes in and you shoot them. You don't have to explain anything to anybody, you know. Sometimes, yeah. the, you know, you get that 130-ish buck come in, he hits you oh, just right, yeah. and you're like, ooh, you're going down. But I'm going to, I have I have a couple deer on my brain that might reroute my thinking for this season, and I'm going to calculate things a little differently internally in my brain. That's on me only right now, and I'll talk about it when I need to talk about it. But um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go through some personal things this season. Yeah, you know, absolutely with my situation yeah. and just things that I want to do. But uh, that don't mean, you know, I might not hold to that like I'm saying I am now. And I'm not. That's why I don't want to put out what I'm going to try to put out for. But, uh, you know, I might get a 140 inch buck and I think about some memories with my dad and be like, you know what? That buck is he's he's going to get he's gonna, you'll, you'll know yeah. when you're in the moment. I'll know when I'm in the moment. But absolutely. and I killed a got 135 inch this year, an old dog that I've had pictures of forever. He stayed the same size for three years in a row. Beautiful. buck. He's nothing to. Nothing to brag about, but he's just an old buck that I, I mean, it I made, disagree, man. That is something it to brag made about. my whole oh, yeah, season. Sure. I was so damn happy. I just, that's a stud buck too. Unique. Yeah, November 13th. I was, yeah, November 13th. That what, was just awesome. What did you kill your big one? The 18th. Oh, damn. Yeah. You're right in there. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to get that five days that, later. That buck in here. That was, hold on now. That, that 13th and 18th. And it was 14th and 19th. Which one was it? They were four days apart. You know that you know your big boy and the guy buck are gonna be centerpieced in here. Yeah, that'll be awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be. Sweet. I got a sneak peek the other day. I probably haven't talked to you since, but I don't think so. No, no. We went to me and Austin went to Old Barn the other day. Oh, you cheated. Yeah, you cheated. cheated. Got to see the replica all done up. He's just about done. They're getting ready to paint him. How was it? Beautiful, dude. I'm telling you, it's beautiful. It's insane. Did you see it in person? No, I, I showed seen him a picture. picture. We seen pictures. I showed these guys pictures. Uh, I saw the one picture, but it was like you're, you're right. You were no, too busy is... signing truck paperwork and stuff you know <laughs> oh hey sorry no, it's, it's, <laughs> i had to spend 80 grand to get the bucks from bulls out of the studio right. 80 grand 80 grand in the left nut and give out an illinois deer hunt the fuck, <laughs> the fuck. damn i like Jesus the way Christ. this is going <laughs> i got signed paperwork, sign paperwork too early over there if you think I, you signed 80 grand paperwork we need to redo it <laughs> i used code wcb and saved 15 yeah. grand <laughs> <laughs> and they're taking a testicle back with them. Yeah. <laughs> Five hundred. They're going to clone me. My, my point was, I guess I just if you kill, yeah, go back to what you were saying. If you yeah. kill that deer that you've been hunting and what makes you happy, like that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. Don't worry about the score. Geez, everybody talks about score and score don't mean that. shit. I like I like to shoot for age, and I'm Don Vito. He's like ten or fifteen. What, what's, or, the, what's the deal with Don Vito? He's still around. My dad picked the shit up this year. Oh, he did. Yeah, he's going downhill. Yeah, he, is, he is, might score seventy six this year. <laughs> he's alive though. Still, but he's still alive. Yeah, as, as yeah. we know, as huh? a fifty year old. <laughs> Austin says it's going to be like a like a fist hanging out of his head. This <laughs> that year. deer's got to be twelve years old. You got to shoot him if you but kill that deer buck, like that, man. He's so damn old, and I've had so much history with him. It'd be fun to shoot him. Just to oh, yeah. do you guys do you guys know about Don Vito? Do you, you got a picture of Don Vito handy? I might. You yeah I do. Um, so, so Don, you had the sheds where they last year shed. The, I don't want to make this about me. We should make no this no about no. This is good. This is conversation. No, no. 
the the bases of Don Vito are well, you always hear the the beer can comparison. It's no shit. They're fucking beer cans. Nineteen oh, no, and a half. Yes. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> He's got to be twenty years old. You got to age him. While we're while you're looking that up, I I was gonna say too, like we've been talking about it for a while. But the the biggest thing I think too many people get wrapped up in, like like they shoot like a an eighty inch deer, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna get ridiculed, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm like, dude, if you if that was like the hunt of your dreams, and you shot an eighty inch deer, own it, like right. If you had fun, that's all that matters. Like, like Fred Eichler. Right. Fred Eichler is a perfect, perfect example of that. Yeah. Like, even if like, when second, we went folks. to antelope that's hunting. Pots. Oh, wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Jesus. That but guy gets pumped, too. It's like about the memories. It's about the experience. It's about sharing camp. It's about like, yeah. doing you doing you, whatever you is. And exactly. That's what it's all about. No, that's. Period. That's some of the best advice you could give. And it's easy to say that stuff. Um, but it is true. Like right. any experienced hunter, any experienced hunter who's down to earth and cares about the community of hunting will not give you shit. If you show a picture like that, you're not going to give shit. Because what's going on? We're looking at Vito. Oh, dude, that reminds me of um, what 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 did you call him? Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah, that's Grandpa. We yeah. have a buck like that. He's, he's like just like that. Oh, really? Short G twos. He's at least nine. We picked up his sheds last year, and he showed back up this year. And you he's step, like, "You stepped on his shed." Let's be honest. Well, be cool. Found one of his sheds, and then <laughs> you picked up the other one in this the year's, grass. This but, is this year. Dude, that Vito deer. Cool. This is twenty twenty Don Vito. That's twenty twenty ball. Yeah, I would oh shoot that deer my. all day if he's that old. We have so he went downhill. We I'll a, show you this picture too. But he's just. <laughs> I got the. I got the left shed. If you uh, if you shoot Don Vito, you have to mount him. I think. How so. old is he yeah. in that picture? Oh, he's got to be. He's eight or nine. I mean, I've had pictures of this deer forever. That's just like a buck we got. Had encounters with him, too. I just can't ever get in front of him. I'm betting. I bet you he's going to surprise you. Uh, He's over 10. I bet you. That's what he's going to have sticking out. Probably (laughs) like that. He's a four-armed buck. He's a grandpa buck. Dude, that one video you have of him walking through that open gate on that foggy day. I tried to play that a second ago, but there's only one problem with killing a deer like that. You got to send that footage to me so I can post it. You know, like old people. Nothing against old people, but old people. <laughs> Where's this going? You know, yeah, let's talk people, about them. Old people, like they sleep, get rid of them or what? They sleep all day and all night, so your window to kill them is going to be really small. Oh, Who, I hey, hey, was it Mark Dre that made that comparison? They're like old dogs. They lay around all yep. day. They'll get up, get some water, get up, get some food, and yep. then they lay back down. That, I yep. mean, that's probably the reason why you have not seen Don Vito. Yeah, he's old dogging you. Yep. That's right. That's that's. I mean, that's got to make you feel a little better about it because you can sit there and be like, "I'm trying to pattern him." He gets up when he wants to get some tail, and then he probably gets some water. That's one of those back. bucks you shoot and you you post it, and everybody shit talks you for. Well, you know, yeah. you know, well, they I, don't understand I wanna, the story. I think the guys who don't know any better would shit talk you, but when they understand the age, that's then, what I'm saying. They, yeah, they don't understand the the, the history there. There's two, there's two guys at the bar. You go to the bar. You show a picture of Don Vito. There's going to be. There's going to be, out of 10 guys, there's going to be four of them that are like, dude, that's a monarch old brute. Right. Yep. Everybody else would be like, you should have seen the one I passed. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll tell you this, going back to talking about them old dogs that are just jacking around. I should have just posed for that, but I didn't. Anyway, <laughs> taking pictures in here. Um, the one that I had replica he, so my buddy happened to be hunting that deer really, really hard, and he had pictures from 18 19 20 and he gave me an sd card the other day um of all the trail cam pictures he had of that deer 
and there was only two trail cam pictures, and it was rapid fire on the camera. One night, in the middle of the night, it was like midnight or something like that, he had a doe with him. Every other picture never had a doe with him. And we're talking like, no, the the big one. I showed. Oh, the big one, the big one. Never had a doe. Oh, I didn't him. see any of these pictures. I haven't brought them to show you yet. Oh, I will. Stop. <laughs> oh, anyways, so Stop he's like, your shit here, Kurt. He was five. Not in the he was, crowd. He was five or six, is what we're guessing. I, I didn't when you kill him, or yeah, when I killed him, he was five or six, and I don't know. But the bottom line is, some of these old bucks, like you're talking about, Grandpa, and laying around all day, it's crazy. He just he never had a doe with him, and there was daylight pictures. I mean, he was up and cruising. Can I throw some at you? There's the theory that like deer when they get that big, and I don't know how they know they're that big, but it's like something they know. I, I grew up hunting with the guy that swears big deer like that just sometimes didn't participate in the rut like other deer did. Do you do you think there's any truth to that? By looking at the pictures and, and talking with him and what he had seen and encounters and all that, he yeah same deal. But but it goes back to when I did that podcast and told you how that hunt went. I caught him at 2.05 in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. going from one doe bedding area to another. I know there's a doe bedding area down there. Mm-hmm. He might have just strolled on by and didn't really care, but he was at least thinking about it. He wasn't gay, I guess. Right. So right. He, I mean, he, <laughs> he was a very least, specific type. He was just looking, sniffing around. He wasn't, he wasn't I don't know. sure maybe if he they just, Maybe to. they just know that they're the king shit of the the woods and they know they can go in and get some ass if they need to that's what i wonder about it too because if you go back and listen to some of the episodes with creepy he was a buck even younger i had a trail cam pictures of him but never saw him yep and i saw him black friday was the first time i saw him on the hoof in two years or something like that and then i killed him with my bow during second shotgun season and I, 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 the only reason why I figured out where he was is because where I saw him come from. Right. So then I was like, all right, I need to get in there. I went and put a cell cam in there, backed out, got a picture. I'm like, oh, he's not leaving this. And I found a shed the year prior. He didn't leave this pocket. So I'm yep. wondering if, like, he was five and a half when I killed him. I had him aged. So I found his shed from when he was four and a half. So not a really old deer. Five and a half mature. Right. But I feel like the older he got, the more condensed into his pocket of there's water there, there's bed there. Well, what I quickly realized there, it was a doe bedding. Well, maybe a doe bedding area. I saw there were six does bedded and then he came in, nudged them, bedded with them, got up to move on from the does, realized they weren't hot. Cause I shot them like December. Oh, I can't remember now. Fuck. Early December. 12th. Yeah. You know, he checked some does and moved on and that's how I shot him. But I don't think he left that little pocket. He definitely wasn't a roamer. I mean, wasn't he was, a roamer. He was hanging out tight. because I'd get pictures of him randomly at night and whatever. Yep. But not. I had more pictures of him than your big one. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's crazy how they all these deer. They just the way they, they get their own personality. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you get roamers. You get homebodies. You get, right. you get all that stuff. That's, That's what makes thing. me wonder about your eight and a half year old Eric that you shot. Like how how like. How far did that buck travel? And that's the thing. The year I shot that deer, that was the first year I got that property. So You don't know the details. And I got it while we were harvesting corn. So it was already, shit, mid-October yep. when I picked up that property. So I didn't have time to run trail cameras or nothing. I just went out, set a stand. Well, he, he was he old had, enough, though. You know he was. you were in his pocket. I mean, you were. Right. Oh, yeah. I knew there had to be something that came strolling through there for sure. Yeah. Do, do you guys get, like, do Hills bucks or any of, like, the Plains bucks, like muleys or whitetails? You, you ever hear of any, like, old monarchs like that? Or is it just kind of? Big time. Like, 
is this is like this hits home to me really because I think that the biggest thing like everybody tries to gather as much knowledge as you can, but if you're hunting a specific animal or maybe two specific animals, like everything that you've learned could be out the window. Right. Because there's nothing making those two deer act the same. You're hunting you personality. What, yeah, you go yeah. off what yeah. you know. One of them might be nocturnal. One of them might not. Like I've we've hunted when I was in Kansas the one year, this giant like 180 inch typical eight by eight with like the shortest tines you've ever seen and 30 inch main beams, but just the coolest deer. That deer was like a bully buck, and he mm. was for two years. And every like, no matter what, he was active constant in November. Yeah, yeah. And that's a deer that shouldn't have ever made it that long, probably because it's like a hunter's dream. Right, right. But he'd just always slip us, and there wasn't a ton of hunting pressure in that area. And there's a neighboring property where nobody hunts. Yeah. And he just survived. And yeah. So it's like, no matter what you've learned or what you think you know, like sometimes you need to throw some of it out the window based on how that deer is acting and what you really do know True. for sure yeah True. That, that's a good i think that brings up a good point is in like experience like experience and bow hunting like you can't nothing is like the final word even like the juries will say that like right you know it's not the final word what we're saying because like, it right. doesn't apply like i think as an experienced bow hunter different species you hunt the different areas you hunt the more mature animals you hunt the more because it's not common that and younger or greener hunters think like, I'm on a buck, Fabio. Right. I'm on fucking Fabio. <laughs> like, all right, Drock, you know, you think you, got, you think you got this buck pattern. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's just a right. buck. You know, you're making this up in your head. But it's like as you get more experience and you find more mature animals, like you have to learn to be a little more malleable in your game plans yep. and how you approach things, and you you care less about the herd. And you're more focused on the personality yeah. of Don Vito or whoever. Yeah, you know what I we mean. We talked we talked earlier about how there's homebodies and and trail cam pictures like we've gotten where they just disappear after yep. velvet and then they're gone. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. But I've had some too that are just full blown homebodies. Like they stay there, and I get them all through velvet. I get them all through the rut, and then I get them all late season. Like they stay right there. Yeah, but you always you get your travelers. Every deer, I guess, if I was juries and I had to say one thing it's just uh you got to hunt their personalities i guess yeah each deer perfect. is different you just it's just like humans it's yep. no different like you got friends that are homebodies that never want to go to the bar yeah yep. you yep. got friends that don't drink and they just kind of hang low Boring. you got friends that are partiers and they're out on the town all the time i mean it's no different really and yeah. they're going from every town to town like they're yeah. all over the place yeah. yeah you got travelers you got that's me everybody <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. a dope you boy. got right. mustaches you got well, yeah. and that's a crazy thing. Like I, <laughs> and, that, and that's all you got. I don't know. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Just making scrapes everywhere. <laughs> Just all over Iowa. Sometimes even Illinois. Who knows? <laughs> you Leave know. your bark. <laughs> Doug's like the three and a half year old. That's just like you see him every time you hunt. Like there God he is damn. again, and he has like you rattle he comes running every time. Yeah. Every time, yeah, you rattle here he comes. You could, <laughs> just like a kill me a thousand pack. times. Oh yeah, you, you're the you're the buck that people just laugh at when they see. You're just like ah oh, jeez. I named a buck Jonathan one year that I hunted on the deep timber piece, and I just every Timmy? time I hunted I saw him. I, I just called him Jonathan. He was my yeah. I don't know why it just fit him. Next year I call him Doug. Yeah, <laughs> Doug. We always call those deer same Tim, deer, Timmy. different name. Timmy's, yeah. We Timmy, call them Timmy's. Timmy's are like the ones that, like, yeah. No matter what, you, they're always coming in every year. Uh huh. The Timmy, the the, uh, the Y buck, notorious Y buck. Yep. 
At what point do you name a uh, like a buck, Karen? Mm. Mm. I don't, you I get don't a know. buck that's not quite what you want to shoot, but he does Actually, everything I you want him to do every time. The Karen might have been that one at your parents' property that one year that he had every time broken, broken off. off. So he just had main beams. Like whiskey dick. Oh, yeah. Just every got... time broken off. And I could grunt at him, rattle no. at him, everything you could do, and he'd come in. You know what Karen is of deer? The doe that blows at you and blows at you 40 yep. Oh, yeah. And those, oh, those yeah. That, that, that is Karen. That we is call Karen. Karen. That's a Karen. That's a Karen. And Karens get shot. <laughs> yeah. But he's saying, and where do you call a bucket Karen? <laughs> well, I was trying to interpret Karen into the talk because, you know, there's always Karens out there. No offense oh, yeah. to anyone that's actually named hey, Karen. That's you're, not, you're, not kinda, that, kinda, you're not that guy, kinda. pal. Trust I knew me. a really, really sweet Karen one time. That sucks for anyone named Karen, you know? It's yeah. tough out here. Bad timing. It's a rough life. It's just bad it timing. It it's is. bad timing for your generation. You should Doug, have a better This parent. is a good time for Doug's famous. Great time. Doug's it, are up. <laughs> it is. What it is. What it is. <laughs> time will move on. You'll be fine. Yeah. There'll be a new Karen in the next generation. Mm-hmm. It's got to wait about 10 years or so for that to fail. Doug always has a new Karen on the line. <laughs> new Karen. What, what's next for Buckstorm? What's like the five-year... Uh, I mean, don't give away too much unless you want to. Like, what what do you guys got in mind? I mean, a lot, a lot, obviously, with Buckstorm hunts. Yeah, I actually sat down and, like, kind of drew out a five-year plan, uh, Jeremy and I did. And it's kind of basically try to expand our, like, our Do you know outfitting. about this, Jeremy? Yeah. I see you make a joke. Was this but... on the trip down here? No, we, we've talked about this. You'll know. <laughs> I was there. I just wasn't focused. Okay. Just what is it? Don't mentally. die? Okay, this Sorry, is my, I guess this is my five-year plan. I don't remember this five-year plan. Let's hear it. Well, I'm going to go to college for five years. <laughs> Tell me more. Give me doctors. a recap. Does this include me? Or? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, cool. Go on. <laughs> no, basically, we're right now we're just trying to um, keep doing what we're doing, keep putting out content, and just enjoying it more than anything, mm-hmm. justifying it through a little bit of guiding so on and so forth hopefully scaling the guiding part of it to a point where we can spend a little more time doing it mm-hmm. um and see where it goes from there but the five-year plan would be basically to take it from where it is now and multiply it by five essentially yeah and push a little more towards guiding and on it on that note, like, there's not a lot of outfitters out there that are, like, filming your hunt and giving you a video. That's a cool so add-in, man. It is. And it's, like, on top of just going out and enjoying it, which is number one. If somebody's like, I don't want a video, we won't video. That's right. fine. Yeah. But we just enjoy videoing and capturing those things. And, like, to somebody who doesn't, like, enjoy that, they just don't understand, I guess. Yeah. But to us, it's, like, being able to rewatch a hunt is being able to relive the Yeah, hunt. show your family and friends. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's not like a bragging competition. It's just it's a video always tells a story better than we talked about earlier. Like yeah, better memory. Yeah, it's better than words. And you know, like there's always that one friend of yours that never stops telling stories, and you like can't even listen anymore because it's like <laughs> it's so detailed. It's like it takes came too long. by the three blades of grass to the right and. <laughs> Then I waited and Took passed seventeen trees, and on the eighteenth tree, I stuck him at. 14.6 yards you know yeah like it never you don't even listen to that story but when you just watch on a video and like you put it better. together right it just tells a story and we've always been passionate about that and it's not everybody's jam but it's it's ours so that's yeah. kind of our five-year plan just see where it takes us we're gonna do Absolutely. it no matter what yeah and i'll let jeremy take it from there but 
that's just kind of sounds like a good five year plan to me. <laughs> that's <all you laughs> it's got. the first time he's heard about the, it. The point that I like to to put out that he made is we could go from where we're at now and completely end up with zero people watching us, zero people following us, and we're still going to do it. At the end of the day, we're doing it for ourselves. So you like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important. It, and someone said, have your kids and family watch it. And that's really what it is. When my kids grow up, they can go watch me shoot a deer at three yards. Mm-hmm. They can go watch me shoot my once in a damn lifetime elk hunt, things like that. And we're just, we put it on YouTube for everyone else to watch. And mm-hmm. yeah. if you like it, you like it, watch. And, and I want to be yeah. able to like capture memories with my kids. And I've already started doing it. You yeah. know, like you take them out. Like I took my boys out this year. And Dude, took one, of, one of my favorite videos, you taking them out to the ground blind yeah. and watch them just play with and toys like, in the ground blind. I knew for a fact I wasn't seeing a deer that night. But yeah. that was not what it's about. That's besides the point. Right. About. Yeah. And like the second favorite hunt of this year. And I shot my biggest mule deer ever this year. And that's, don't get me wrong, that's like embedded there. And I'll probably, I'll never forget that. And it's going to be captured and it's captured, whatever. But I went out and I had a Black Hills deer tag and I took my boys out and it was cold and like, we weren't going to sit and like, they're too young. Yeah. I mean, they weren't even three yet, but they're like old enough to like sit and like look around and we just drove around basically. Well, here's this rut crazed buck. We're back on a logging trail. I stopped my truck and he's just chilling on the side hill i i get out which i would i would normally never do this but my kids are with and they're staring at the buck daddy there's a buck you know right right and i got out and like snuck over this tree and he just like read the script and he was like 115 inch three-year-old probably like cool deer but i would have never shot him but i'm like this is how you embed it in your kids right you know absolutely I shot him and they were so pumped. Like we went and recovered it. And I literally, they watched from the truck and we were on like this little logging road in the middle of the black Hills. Yep. And that was probably my favorite hunt of the entire year, even though like it was, it wasn't a road hunt necessarily. It was more of like, we're just driving all looking for deer and it just happened to end up that way. Dude, good on you, man. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It was literally probably to this day over my wife, like, shooting a deer at two yards i've shot multiple mule deer with my bow my basement's loaded with pretty solid deer for south dakota you know and yeah like but that buck's gonna stand out for day, you forever i'm putting them on a plaque i'm putting them in their bedroom it's, that's awesome it's ridge man. and rest buck you know it's this yeah. is how it is it's, you know when you when you like lay that out i think if i had my daughter in the stand for the first time and like a hundred inch buck walked by man i might think about like that's a good point <laughs> yeah. like that's a good way to like instill the tradition in them and like yep. the lifestyle and yeah. you'll never forget yeah. it either like i thought at first i'm like i'm just doing it and i'm like gonna forget it because it's just not that big a deer right but like i got him i i went and checked for blood and i like i'm like he's toast you know yeah because i couldn't really tell in the thick stuff how well i hit him but i'm like it was like an 80 yard rifle shot you know he's toast yeah so i got them out of the truck and we followed the blood trail recovered the deer it took like 20 minutes to do a two minute deal but it was the greatest thing ever oh yeah, oh, yeah. totally worth it back the truck up they were just pumped it was their buck you know i mean <laughs> yeah they don't even know what's happening they're two like two right. and a half years old but that was by far that's super cool yeah by who's far he, my favorite thing so anybody what's that who's using the pepper not me man I, I, it's weird <laughs> it's weird once you have kids Oh, it's totally different. Like you get weird about like when you hear right. kids' stories or like fan, like you like it, it hits you different, right? For sure. That's cool. I I think that's awesome, man. 
Yeah, and I videoed as much of it as I could, but I was like, <laughs> I was literally like capturing the moment, and yeah, I still put a little video together of it, and it's as good as it's gonna be. But yeah, I don't that one. There's certain ones you don't even need to video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to relive yeah. them. That's great. So I think awesome. it's good, and I kind of like I had. I don't have anything on video like that. Some stuff like found some sheds with my daughter this year and yep. she found legit found her own shed like walking and was like, dad, look it. And I'm like, oh, my God, the one that was <laughs> buried in the dirt that was like yeah. ran over by a tractor. She like, oh, she's closer to like, the ground. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, holy, that, that is a sh- that's your first shed. It's a pretty damn good one, too. You know, so now that's cool. It's cool getting them out and, you know, just re experiencing stuff with them. Like just little stuff is more fun. For oh, sure. Yeah. Like stuff that you would never think was fun of on your own as an adult. It'd just be weird if you're out there right. like doing some of the shit you do with your kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like when you're with kids, it's like you just you're re experiencing things that you take for granted because it's a normal part of your life and they're mm-hmm. seeing it for the first time. So yeah. oh for sure. And that's what my dad did with me and like that's what got me going. Like I remember being a my dad always tells the story like 877 times anytime we drive by the spot, even though I know. Yeah. Shout out to your dad, by the way. He's so yeah. awesome online, man, chatting with him and just like he comments on our stuff. And Papa just, Smack Straps. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Smack Straps. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we call him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like there was a time when I was a kid, he took me out. We He used to just drive me through the hills. We'd go look for deer and he pulled over and there's a bunch of deer feeding out in this field. And I'm like, daddy, look, there's a bunch of cows, like beef cows, you know, I, yeah. three, four, five, I don't know how bovine. Well, it was a bunch of elk coming out into this oh. field and like this bull walked out and I don't remember it really. Like I vaguely remember like where it was and stuff, but, but just little things like that, you instill it in your kids' brains. You become it, a soft oh, yeah. Eric will find out soon enough. A what? A softie. Oh, You're not oh, as tough. Oh as yeah. Thank you. Are. You told me that too, and I was having. Because remember when we went to Colorado? I told That's you guys. I found out. Yeah, like I had just found out though that we were having. Like my dad's birthday was on the third, and I gave him like a hoodie. I gave him a elite hoodie for his birthday with a working class bow hunter onesie stuffed in it. So when he opened it up, the onesie fell out of it, and so like we went on that hunt like less than a week later. Yep. And I told you guys, I'm like, oh yeah, my old lady's pregnant. I don't know. What we're having, obviously. What the, but, what the hell happens? Teach me. Yeah, how's this working? You're like, if you have a girl, you're going to be a softy, and it changes. Yeah. Changes you. Travis doesn't know that just yet, but yeah, well, it'll happen. I was talking to my wife last night. I'm like, we were, you know, expecting our our second bit any day, really. Like, I'm giving it a two week grace period on each end of the due date, and I'm like, I, I'm, I want, of course, I want another kid, right? But I'm scared. I don't want my to ruin my daughter's like angel vibe that she has right. how yep. sweet she is with another kid like if it's a boy and he's a, just a dickhead i don't want him to ruin because we don't know what we're having i don't want to ruin my angel right? oh yeah you know so i was kind of like getting sad but i'm like she's gonna love having a sibling and being a big sister it all so fun. Out, yeah yeah it all it's all gonna be like normal you know but but that's the thing i'm looking forward to is having a kid on the way is like my old man took me pheasant hunting, duck hunting, yeah. fishing, deer hunting. Like, And whether you have a boy or a girl, you're going to do it anyway. Oh, I'm going to introduce him to all that shit that my old man did. I mean, I remember being four or five years old and walking a fence line with my old man, yep. pheasant hunting. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing or why we were even out, out there. there but, but you remember it. We were out there. I had a orange jacket on that was ten times too <laughs> oh, big for, for sure. me. Yeah. But I was just walking a fence line with him, you know, and it was, it was a freaking blast. Yeah, you're yep. just out there doing it. Yeah. 
picking Absolutely. leaves off corn stalks and yeah. having a Oh, yeah, great- whacking weeds with a stick, you know. Yeah, we, we got to go see alpacas this weekend. Went to a local alpaca I farm saw in that. Des Moines. That's cool. Dude, so much fun. And I heard yeah. of uh, some of the guys from Bluepold. I think they used llamas as, like, pack yep. mules pretty yep. much. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if they're alpacas or llamas. I think llamas because they're bigger, right? Yeah. But they're, these llamas alpacas bigger, were yeah. badass. Like, if I had room, I might get a couple alpacas. <laughs> you got room? I saw it today. I got room, but I don't want to build a shed and all that You got shit. one. You know what's nice about those is they shit in one pile. They yeah, they only scattered. shit in one spot. Yeah, yeah, just one spot. They're, like, really clean and, like, super yeah. friendly. I wish my kids would do that. I know. <laughs> yeah, like the toilet. Shit in one pile. That's what I'm saying. Don't like they know if they're not friendly? Don't they just spit at you? No, those are llamas. Llamas, dude. These alpacas are Llamas are fucking assholes. I've caught one of those before. You've caught one? Yeah. You've caught a llama. No, I got spit at. What kind of animal spits on people? What a bitch. Llamas and camels. The moral of the story is if you're going to get like a yard animal and you live on an acreage, you get an alpaca instead of a sheep or a goat. Dude, fuck sheep, fuck goats. (laughs) They're They're killing wild sheep. That's well, you a know problem, why, dude. You know, I feel passionate about that. I need to get in some wild sheep foundation shit. You know why people have llamas, right? Because like, they keep away wolves and coyotes, coyotes and shit. Yep. Yeah, like, if you sheep. see a bunch of sheep They're, or goats yeah. around, they'll have a llama or something in there because they'll fight off coyotes and shit. Yeah, yep. won't they, like, grab them by the, like, the, the hawk, not the hawk, but the neck, the scruff and, like, shake them to death and shit? I don't know. Them? There's, fucking, well, there's, there's right. like, sheep dogs, too, like, out on the prairie. Like, sheep are a huge part of the economy, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it's... It is what it is. But fuck sheep, though. But they're like yeah. wild sheep, right? Right. But they're not in vicinity of wild sheep whatsoever. So, oh, I see. Oh, okay. Because they're in the plains. Those People sheep are okay. Oh, okay. Of, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Easy, Sorry, sheep farmers. 500 to 1,000 sheep, and there's these huge, white, like, husky-looking dogs, and I'm no expert, but I don't know what they are. They're a big dog. Yeah, they're, they're huge. They're mean, too. Because they, like, like, blend in with the you sheep, like, and then they drive they're... down a gravel road, not far from where we hunted, and, like, if we would have went a different direction, we would have seen them. Yeah. And you like stop your truck and they come up and they're like salivating. And I don't even know, maybe you could get out and pet them like, cause they're used to humans still. You right. Know? Right. But they're they like scary. They very friendly. Like they don't look anything like husky. They're like, the record. A, no, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. No, I'll, they look like, no, like white. They're, they're big like a big like white. fucking Cujo. Google what? it. They're like, no. Okay. They're more like a big white, like fat wolf. <laughs> But that's not a husky. there's multiple different kinds of sheepdogs, so it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what people say when they're wrong. It's it's a fight, it's actually, it is what it is. It is what it just is what it is. It's right? actually a fucking wiener dog. <laughs> Jeremy's thinking of there. a different. You have dog. all these big jobs, so he's he's thinking of a different dog. Can we use that as the cover photo for this? Was a dog? I'll find you a picture. Just one, one big sheepdog. <laughs> A non-husky sheepdog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it get, it get some traffic for sure. Like, what there's the hell more, are they talking there's about? There's more than one kind of dog, and I'm going to show you. And you're going to you're going to be like, <laughs> oh, your words, shit, Jimmy. you ignorant piece of shit. <laughs> I already know I'm right. That's all right. You're more intelligent than me. That is a big piece of information, though. I didn't realize that that domestic sheep, domestic whatever the yeah, like sheep. The big fight about it is in the mountains is affected the other ones. You've got the ranchers that are leasing the federal land for their herds of sheep yep but then you got the other side the hunters that want to in the other people that want to keep the wild sheep around there's a big fight going on whether they should allow domestic sheep to be grazing on the federal lands close to the bighorns and that's where the big 
political big bullshit. Debate is. Yep. So you got two sides. You got guys that want the big horns. You got guys that want to be able to. Well, and yeah, yeah, the, the natural resources ought to step in and figure exactly. that out. Yep. I yeah. Mean, That's a I'll complicated tell you what, deal. I'm, yep. I'm really pumped about going on this moose hunt. But my since I was like 13 years old, a big horn chief's been my number one forever. Has yeah. it really? Yeah. yeah. Like no. moose is number two. Big horn chief's number one. Really? Yeah. It's a sheep is one of those things. I don't. They're cool animals. I'd love to do it. But I think it's only in like my top realm of like it's not like a it's not my number one yep. or my number two. But I think it's only in my top realm because I know how coveted the tag yeah. can oh, yeah. be. Right. But, yeah. But I'm I'm not actively putting in for points to draw anywhere. It's hard currently. to want right. to kill something you know you probably won't. Right. <laughs> right. right. You know, red stag, moose, elk are currently in the top th- oh, so yeah. three yeah. right now. It I changes. Think, I think Travis we're on the same page he's here. He's got red stag on his top. Because I'm on bighorn. It's moose not that expensive of a elk. hunt. I'm with you. <laughs> Africa, like, I don't have a ton of passion to go to Africa, and nothing against Africa, but I like antlers. Like, that's that's where my drive is. I like antlers, not horns. Not horns. I'm the same way. I have no passion to go to Africa. Right. Now, that being I, said, I do want to go to Africa. Right. But I want to kill a red stag, an elk, and a moose first. Yeah. Yep. Same. Like, yeah. I want to go there at some point in my life, because you can't knock until you try it, right? The next five right. years, I if everything opens up as normal, I'm going to New Zealand. Heck Yeah. I'm going to figure it out because here's how I got this hustled. So <laughs> my wife worked in New Zealand for a while traveling. My wife has like got a travel bug. So she did her thing. She worked over there on the like, Kiwi farms. Did that she had a really bad car wreck in New Zealand almost died actually. Um, but oh, shit. that's just a fun little tidbit. Um, <laughs> fun. Skip well, over we're trying, we're trying to skip <laughs> over that. Very fun. It's a fun story now that everything's fine. Yeah. It's not fun. Secondhand fun. I totally secondhand fun. <laughs> secondhand fun. But just a crazy experience she had. So I want to do a two-week trip to New Zealand in the next, like, five-ish years, um, give or take whatever it's going to take to make it happen. But do a two-week trip. The first week, family trip. We go to New Zealand. We vacation. We travel. We see some stuff. Second week, I go on my hunt, and then we fly home. Yep. That'd be sweet. Yeah, it's it's really, like, you think it would be forty grand. It's not. No, if you do it right, like the forty grand hunts are like the ones where you're like I want to shoot a five hundred inch stag, you and know? then a, I want to kill a, a fucking ibex yeah. while I'm out there, and, another and a helicopter's coming to pick it up. Right, you know, you <laughs> yeah. can get you can kill a good red stag that looks like a big fucking red stag for like five grand, six yep. grand. You just gotta nice do your homework and if you budget ten grand, you're happy as hell. Yep. yep. Absolutely. For a trip of a lifetime that nobody can ever take from you. Yep, exactly. And you can even go over and hunt the mountains of New Zealand. I've I've been doing a little research, like public land type hunt, like where you can you're not gonna shoot a four hundred inch stag because a lot of the places you go are high fence. Right, right. But you can go and you can hunt like wild stag in the mountains, and it'd be kind of like a over the counter hunt in Colorado. It'd yeah. be tough, but talk about rewarding, like going yeah. to another but country and but trying you can do something it. like. But the, if you plan, if you want to go, I think I, it depends on what caliber you want, and some of these are free range. Yeah. Yeah, it oh, just depends on where a, you're at in the island. Yep. Like I think six between six and eight grand. I don't remember exactly. I was just looking to see what ballpark yep. I need to save for. So if I'm like, all right, in five six years I want to go, I'm gonna just say fifteen hundred bucks a year and yep. put it in my stag hunt pop, yep. you know, savings account. And then see where it's at. Then what the fuck are you guys doing over here? We're holding hands. Okay. Just making sure I was seeing what I was seeing. Um, 
<laughs> what the fuck? You so want, you guys want a glass of milk or what? But, 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 oh, if you yeah. break that down, Please. like on a six-year game plan for a hunt of a lifetime, that's really not. It's achievable. It's achievable. Yep. You know, it's achievable for a guy like you want to work X amount of overtime a week, save that, throw it in the bank account, and yeah. then you might have something that it's not a material item. Yep. You know, material items go away, and people can exactly. take them from you or whatever. Like experience, you can't take it away. You can't right. replace it either. Can you yeah. film it? Yeah, there you go. You add that in. <laughs> Hire Buckstorm to go with you. Yeah. There you go. I can't afford Hurt. that. Buckstorm hunts New Zealand. <laughs> Buckstorm hunts. You could buy a truck. Africa. You can afford us to go hunting with Did you budget that into the truck? <laughs> I'm kind of digging this. <laughs> Do you like this whole exotic shit? I should have budgeted that yeah. in my truck. Yeah. Buy a Ram, get a New Zealand red stag hunt with yeah. Buckstorm. Yeah. That being said, too, like on the bighorn sheep scale, like you were Just saying, over it. I never really, <laughs> I never really like thought, like I've always seen them around because I grew up in the hills and we have a decent population and stuff. And the world I, record just came them. from there, right? From South Dakota? Yep. Yeah, from South Dakota, the world record uh, out in the Badlands or on the edge of the Badlands National Park. But like after that hunt we went on last year, I have a whole new perception because we actually scouted bighorn sheep. We figured them out kind of like you guys going all in on like an elk hunt if you've never been elk hunting. Even if, like, on the bighorn sheep side, we'd been around them forever, but we never really hunted them, we probably know a little more than, like, some people that have never even seen one just because we've right. been around them. But we really, like, like, going on that hunt was a whole different, like, game changer. It was mentally challenging because, like, I found we went out scouting the night before we split up into groups, you know, trying to find the biggest ram essentially. Well, I showed up late and I went to the place that we didn't think that there was any sheep anymore. That's where we saw them all summer, but they all kind of shove South once season gets there. Mm -hmm. And I literally glass up this sheep, just pure luck really. But we had scouted there all summer. So I was basically treating it like summer scouting. I'm just going to see if there's any, late coming rams that haven't made their way south yet because we kind of knew how they talking to like the biologists and everything like how they move and like what normally happens mm -hmm. well lo and behold here's this giant ram probably the biggest ram out there and to my knowledge the biggest ram ever killed in that unit no shit hindsight and like we spot him and so we're like we got a chip shot in the morning you know so we get in there we're like not that worried about other hunters being there because he there, really the, told us it was going to be a chip shot too. Yeah, and <laughs> you guys like are the only ram, and he was they can play alone. those snakes at camp. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like still yeah, nervous because so. I'm like, what's going to happen? You know, we get in there, and he's not there, and we glass and we glass and we glass and we glass like six and a half hours. We but glass. he was there the whole <laughs> canyon, but we couldn't see over the one ledge. So like we go back, we eat. We like regroup. We're like, let's sit that canyon out again. Like he couldn't have just bailed like three miles. He had no reason to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. He knew he's an old lazy Being by ram. himself. The rust not here yet. There's no reason to like go way down and like start chasing. So he's, we start, we're like, those guys were like, we'll just go glass from the road. You could like glass this big mountainside and it's pretty big country. It's just like open old burn country. So it's really hard to pick apart because there's logs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they go down the road. We go up top. We're going to sit in the canyon. And like 10 minutes in, glassing the other side of that canyon, like over the top of it, there he is. <laughs> so we go back. Make He's there the whole plan. time. Yeah, he was there, but you couldn't see him from the canyon because he was over top of it. Like yeah, right. on the backside. <laughs> we make a move and get in there. And it was like the coolest hunt I've ever been on. And 
ever since then, I have a whole new like level of appreciation for bighorn sheep hunts. The video, by the way, is kick-ass. You yeah. don't realize how exhausting staring through binoculars for hours upon hours. Oh, your, yeah. Your eyes hurt. Mentally exhausting is honestly, like in my good opinion. glass is important, man. You don't realize it until you oh, go yeah. out west. Exactly. And we like, didn't hardly walk in. Shout out loophole. So. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yes. But we... You guys like, got to get in that loophole glass game, boys. Amen. Michael, talk to these guys. What's up, Mike? <laughs> Mikey! Be like, be like Mike. You guys just came to the shoot? My he was boy. there. He came yep. out. I know. Shot bows with us. Next year. Next year we'll be there. We gave out That's some... That's what you said the last when he trades his truck. We gave out some loophole eyewear. When we Kurt gave out some loophole rangefinders. Next year he buys a new truck and times it, right? We'll I was going to put a Buckstorm sticker in the back window, but I think I'm just going to put a little loophole sticker right there on the there back corner. There you go. I would. That video is... The, of the shoot was sweet though and like it just made me like want to be be there even more this year but or next year but this year I kids man i hear you we well, gotta give you guys shit weddings it's a long way too we're still all at that age where like you got all these like friends and family members getting married and you're like can i say something gotta once? be there you know because we got i get i don't know how many messages every year of the shoot it's like sorry i got a wedding man Fuck that wedding. You already know about this shoot. It's June 11th. You got a year to plan, dude. Your friends I are going to get married again. <laughs> it's like, just Jesus. Think, think it out, dude. Go shoot your bow. It makes you happy. Weddings, you're, you're going to tell me you're thrilled the entire time at that wedding? Nah, you're not. You hate your buddy's wife. Like, she like, sucks. I feel like you're directing this at me. I got one coming up in like three weeks. I know. No, but you planned yours for July, so you're in the clear. Oh, dude, yeah. You got to find it. You got to oh, find us. If you have like date. a September. September, October, or November wedding. By the way, I'm kidding for anybody that had a wedding there. to go to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm, I'm not on about. that. We've um, all been there. Hey, a September, October, November. No, wedding. not not gonna be there. No, absolutely no. not. Yeah, not gonna be your friend. Yeah. No, I'll support you later. If you would have told me, because Jeremy's getting married here in like a couple weeks, and I'm, good. I'm still the best time man. to back out. Hey, you know when I got married? June 24th. Pretty pretty decent time. Yeah, well done. Good time. And Jeremy's like, what is it? June, July, July seventeenth, seventeenth. Okay, three o'clock. <laughs> That's all I got to know. Yep. I haven't done anything well, else. That's all I need to know. My man, I'm making sure it's there. So it's not late. Three o'clock. <laughs> hey Doug, remember that we have like plane tickets. You know, are you guys going? Don't tell anyone. Come oh. on over, bring a gift. What, what? When did you get married, Doug? What month? When did you get married, Ross? What month? When did I get married? September. Eighteenth. Well, you're not in elk country, though. Yeah, that's different. If you were in elk country, like nobody would have been there. Yeah, (laughs) I I planned. We planned ours outside the uh, Illinois season. Exactly. That was before I fell in love with hunting muleys out in South Dakota. (laughs) That that makes sense. Apparently, we got to get a more comfortable chair in the studio for Ross. You got to pass. Oh shit! I got to stand up and stretch again. I have to do some upgrades for these studio chairs. I need to stop. I feel sick of pants. I got a broke cue you, bro. They're cue you. you. Get some Huntworth pants in this mofo. Oh, right there. Need an upgrade. Need an upgrade. (laughs) Man, pants are stiff. Pants are stiff. (laughs) Yeah, you guys got to get out to the shoot next year, man. I think you guys really enjoy it. It, We're gonna gonna definitely be there. It's no tack, but it's as challenging as we can get, and it's it's it might be. um, It's no tack, but you got you're with your buddies. You're with your buddies. Oh yeah. And bring bring uh, multiple cool. arrows. Bring extra arrows. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. bring arrows you don't want to. You want to waste. I was told that during tack. 
Yeah, I heard you guys killed the attack. It went good. Austin, not so good this year, it sounds like. Oh, really? He's got diabetes, so he, he's, you know, you he always got, he didn't bring his betas bites. <laughs> a little weak in the knees, huh? <laughs> he's got the betas. He needed a Sour Patch Kid or two. That's yeah. how, that like a handicap, though. He's just blaming that. Oh, absolutely. I would. Why wouldn't you? I would. If you don't got the Sour Patches? He just, the first shot misses, that's the betas. <laughs> <laughs> My betas is flaring up. <laughs> It's flaring up. Holy shit. <laughs> like how we're just shit on him the whole time this podcast. He's not here. He's he's not here. Yeah, but if he was here, he'd be right with us. Oh, yeah. He's such an awesome guy. Man, bless his heart. I don't know. Never met him. Shout out to Austin and his beat us. <laughs> <laughs> you think you'll listen this deep in the episode? Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. Hope you beat it, bro. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> Hope you beat it. <laughs> That was a pretty serious subject in Colorado. That's where we came up with the Beatus Bites. Oh, man. I look over and I'm like, dang, you got Gushers again? Dude, if you want a guy to have the snacks when you're hunting, have a friend that has diabetes. <laughs> don't steal. He's the guy. You heard it here they first. Always have the snacks. Just don't steal his snacks. Let him know. <laughs> no, he's got to share them you with you. Him <laughs> hey, you take my Gushers, bro? <laughs> he's got a Mountain Dew and you just drink it. Ooh, sorry, pal. Oh, sorry, buddy. Hope you got another one. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> sorry, pal. <laughs> That was my bad. Oops. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you needed that. <laughs> I had a hankering. I thought that was for me. <laughs> I had a hankering. <laughs> had a sweet tooth. Good help. Sorry about your health. Kelly off the sweets. <laughs> the good news is he's going to love this when he listens to Oh, God. I hope so. Bless his heart. Hey, he's a real he's a real MVP. Oh, yeah. This button needs to go away. We need to take this one off. He's <laughs> <laughs> used that a few times. Put a piece of tape over it so you can't push it. I know. I can still push it through the tape, though. <laughs> We'll figure these buttons out one of these days. I keep hitting that button over and over and over again. Actually, you know, I just let it play, and then I don't hit it again, and it just keeps going. So we'll have to figure that one out. Yep. I got one thing to say, though. This, yeah. this, this place you got, well done. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. There's been a lot of hands in it, a lot of hard work yep. put in by a lot of people to make this work. Yeah, you guys crushed it big time. This this was fun. I'm glad we got to do an actual in-studio episode with you guys. Finally. Mm-hmm. In our new, new studio um, I personally, I like the atmosphere, like in here, even though it's brighter, like our other studio was really dark. I like bright. It's kind of, it doesn't make me, I feel like the other studio after a while I would get tired. Right. Because it's like, yep. you know what I mean? It feels, it's too cabiny feeling. This is like, we're up and we're going. And, well, and like I always said, like we've always had a studio, but it's always been Kurt's house. It's like, always been in a room in my house. Right. It's, it, it was our studio, but it wasn't really a studio. Now we have an actual place that we can call a studio we have a building we have a building yes but i will say before i was still grateful we had a place to make a studio oh absolutely you know, a lot of absolutely. people don't even have a full room to dedicate as a studio you know it's mo- it's just like a home office oh, for sure. or like for in a sure. garage or a basement or whatever which is still cool Yep. I felt like when we were doing this we might have overkilled the lighting a little bit but i like this i like no, the i like the lighting now if we put it on a dimmer i wouldn't be mad at it we could put it on a dimmer, couldn't we? Well, the reason I didn't was because the last lighting? time we put it on a dimmer, it Hummed. caused a bunch of yeah, it caused a bunch of yeah. But that was a shitty, fixture. shitty light we had it on. <laughs> the shitty light fixture. I've got dimmers we can play with. But you know what we do? It. We have studio lights that we can dim and shut these can lights off. True that. But I like the I like the brightness of it. Hell, we could sit here in the dark if we wanted to. Holy shit! And fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like this. I, I need, yeah. I need I it bright. Too keeps you a little bit more lively because you know naturally when you're drinking some beers yeah dark 
Like, you fall just asleep like, on podcast. You guys like yeah. the vibe? I don't know what it's yeah. like oh, from over there. You get, you get done with the podcast, you get a bar right outside. <laughs> Ask Doug if he falls asleep on podcast. Green room. I need better lighting. The bar green room. That's what It's kind of adopting the green room name. It's the green room. I don't, we don't have a name for the whole place, though, yet. The buck room? It's still... Still developing. It'll it'll come. It'll it's uh it's brewing. Oh for sure. This is my biggest like any of you ever watch a movie while drinking beer? Can you do that? No. Hell no. I can't watch a goddamn yeah. movie without a beer. I, I, I fall asleep on my wife's and lap I fall asleep. Normally. Exactly. Like <laughs> I, like in college there was a couple of buddies who'd be like, Yeah, come over, drink a beer, we're watching a movie. I'm like, dude, I'll make it like twenty minutes in the movie. I'll I'm fall sleeping. asleep. You know what's good about this studio now is like it's it's beautiful. The lighting's beautiful for exactly. cameras. Exactly. And, and you're not going to fall asleep while podcasting because you got a little light. Well, tough to do, I it? mean, it'd be hard to do. Doug. I can but, see yeah. Doug do it. Drink I can do it. Beers. Doug can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Dim light. Bucky sleeps on command. <laughs> there he is. Look at him. Okay, he's out. Is he a he's lapper? He's done. You <laughs> just got to tickle his mustache and awake right yeah. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> it's dark out here. We're best friends now. It's cool. <laughs> No, you're not. Well, guys, <laughs> no, not. I appreciate you guys coming all the way out to the studio. I think this episode's been a ton of fun. We covered a lot of stuff, a lot of bullshit, but a lot of, like, I think, you know, wholesome content. We've had oh, yeah. a few yeah. different subjects. I like We've it, man. We've been bouncing around, but it was fun. That's was, what in-studio podcasts are about. You know, you guys are here. There's no hurry to get out. You just conversate, and that's yep. my favorite thing about it. Yep. I don't know how listeners feel about it, but I love it. That and just means you guys have to come back more often. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Thanks Trade for trucks us. more, Kurt. I'm one of you guys are next. I already got a truck. Yeah, Hell, got I can't afford a truck. Three more trucks. Here we got. I can't afford to pay attention. What are you Shit. talking about? Doug? <laughs> got any Ford Rangers? <laughs> Doug, you're, you're due for a trade on your truck. Hey, I, thought yeah, you were, I, I thought you were asleep. <laughs> aren't, aren't you? You're Shit due for, You're due for a trade. Shit fuck. Yeah, I am. There you go. Yeah. There you go. They'll Boom. be back next weekend. We'll be back. It's time. <laughs> yep. Hus- hustle it out. Get another liar me out here. It's been <laughs> fun, guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you might have to hunt. Maybe I'll just go pick it yeah. up hey, there. Any, where can people find you? <laughs> any shout outs, partnership shout outs, anything you got to give out? Do it now. This is your this is your time. time yeah, to yeah. Just check us out: Facebook, Instagram. Uh, most importantly, our YouTube channel. If you just search Buckstorm, it'll pop right up. Um, at Buckstorm SD is kind of our Instagram. Whatever the hell you want to call it. It's a hashtag, Trav. No. The whatever your Instagram handle <laughs> handle oh, there it is. Yes. <laughs> you know that's like the Big Ten. That's <laughs> South Dakota boys. Is there a pause button and then like a, a restart? <laughs> yeah, but anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing good. But all jokes aside, thanks a bunch for having us on. It was good time. We put down a few beers, had some good talks. I mean, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, it's just yeah. like hunting trips and. Really, that's what it's all about. But yeah, check us out if you want to book a hunt in South Dakota too. And uh, yeah, you got anything to add? If you want to buy a truck? Message us. <laughs> message you. Buckstorm, Instagram, Facebook. For the record, personal. we don't actually sell trucks from Buckstorm, but we work. That's my for real. Liberty, that's my so. real time job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We or, gotta support the passion. Or hit us up, and we'll get you in contact. I got kids to feed, guys. I got kids <laughs> to feed. <laughs> this is what this is about. I got kids. <laughs> well, I I do appreciate you guys' friendship. I appreciate you guys reaching out and helping us out with like some of these western hunts and western hunts, if you will, or midwestern yeah. hunts. Depends on what you. However you want to look. You guys are welcome to come out anytime. Well, 
You guys need to come out sure? in Illinois, huh? And and come out to the studio when more often. When you guys often. come out, we enjoy it just as much as you. Nice thing is we got we got the studio. Ross has got a man cave. Chandler's got a giant man cave. We got plenty of Illinois over the counter archery buck tags that are available. They sell them every year. You guys come on out and stay away from Iowa. You guys need anything at all? <laughs> as keep far your as ass like, the industry is concerned. And I want to get you guys out to the Iowa Classic and the Illinois Classic this yep. year. You got to make that. Let's do it. You guys have a riot. Yeah. At least Iowa. We'll bring the bunkhouse out. Yeah, and yeah the drive bunkhouse. past Iowa to get Party. to Illinois. Bunkhouse. Dude. Yeah, but Iowa's just better. Well, <laughs> I appreciate Is that it? We good? I'm, I'm good. We're good. Thanks, guys. You want to close her out with the go shoot your bow? Talking to me? Yeah. Go shoot your bow. Go shoot it twice. You know what to do. Do it. Boom. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. <laughs> Every day. All of it. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.